Welcome to another episode of Dollar Dorks. This is uh, episode seven. If I can just correct that in my document. Uh, <laughs> on this podcast, we uh, aim to share video game buying and selling tips, give suggestions for games to watch for, provide tips to fund your collection with your collection, and hopefully change the perception some people have of sellers in the video game market. So I have, or video game community, sorry. Um, my guest today, I have Josh Creepleet. Hello. The man who turns garbage into cash. <laughs> and we have Rocket Sauce, uh, honorary producer of many great Cartridge Club podcasts. Hello, everyone. And of course, me, Derek of Two Dorks. Um, so we get started, as usual, with the, your last noteworthy deal or pickup. Uh, we start off with Josh. What's the last thing you bought? Uh, hey, okay, so I got um, a couple things. I'm going to kind of cheat here and kind of go through a bunch of stuff. No worries. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to cheat a little bit again. Uh, the last thing I got, I actually showed <laughs> in my last pickup video, but I don't know if everyone everyone who watches uh, my videos will listen to podcasts. So we'll cover the basis here. And uh, oh, I recently got a, a DS uh, game lot, uh, which had a bunch of games, including... Um, Sonic, the classic collection for the uh, DS that has all like the original uh, games on it, uh, and then it also had a Pokemon Black, Lego Batman, Brain Age One and Two, uh, Kirby, Kid Icarus Uprising, Rayman 3D, and Pokemon Emerald. Um, and the the price that he originally, the seller originally had on it was five dollars, and I assumed that meant five dollars each, yeah. as most people forget to put prices on things, so I just assumed, okay, there's a couple things here I want. I sent him off a message, hey, how much would you, or there's a couple things I want, when can I pick it up? Uh, he said, anytime tonight, uh, and I'll, he said, I'll give you everything for $5. So wow. I just went and got all that stuff. So it's a huge stack of stuff, uh, which I think was uh, pretty sweet. So out of that lot, I'm only keeping two of the games, and I'm going to sell the rest off, and I'm pretty sure I'll make my $5 back on it. Maybe. <laughs> the worst part is you live in the same town as me. I know. Well, I'll just sell them to you then, and you can yeah. sell them. <laughs> there you go. Wait a second. <laughs> uh, then I also picked up a uh, a red Wii. It's one of the, I think it's the, the 25th anniversary. Um, think so. Like Mario right. Wii. Yeah. Because yep. uh, so, it also has the GameCube compatibility on it. Mm -hmm. um, so that one was at Value Village for $15. Uh, I jumped on it, and I will just—I have three Wii's in the house, so I will just replace one and sell the other one off to make my money back on that. Um, and to keep up with my reputation as makes money off of garbage, <laughs> as a creep, off <laughs> <laughs> a garbage creep. Um, I actually did find some stuff in the garbage, but uh, the most interesting things that I found uh, recently within the past week. Uh, some Wii games and some PS2 games, um, including Mario Kart, um, Mario Kart Wii, and the uh, Bust and Move, the one I, that picture I believe you saw on Twitter and commented on. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of dirty, but I did clean them up, and the Mario Kart one turned out a lot better than the Bust and Move. So, <laughs> uh, and then I also also found a Ziploc bag full of uh, Wii controllers, um, two or four, so four Wii motes, two nunchucks two of the Wii Classic controllers, um, a GameCube controller, um, a GameCube memory card, and a PS1 memory card randomly. So Nice. That's so all that, 
all of that for free. Uh, so I will keep the classic controllers and just sell everything else off. Um, and hopefully great, make yeah. hopefully make a profit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Zero invested. Uh... Zero, yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. Any any interesting Wii modes like with Wii Motion or colored ones or no, just white regular ones. white ones, unfortunately. But uh, that's fine. It's it's still worth something, I guess. So they still work. Just depends on the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Wii, Wii Motion Plus. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what I've been up to. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so most of it selling basically. Yeah, pretty much. Just, I mean, the couple things, like the Busted Move, like I said, I'll be keeping that one. Uh, just, I think it's one of the few games that actually has more than eight, more than four players on the Wii, so you can actually have up to eight oh, players on it. That's pretty cool. So I think I'll just keep that one just to try it out. I don't know when I'll ever have eight people over my house at once again, but... <laughs> well, I've seen you have a couple people when you're playing other games, like four yeah. at least, right? Yeah, I can, get, I can get four to five on a regular basis, but eight's a stretch, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. All right, I'll be there. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so moving on to me, um, I picked up Funky Barn for Wii U at EB Games. Um, it was priced at, oh, now I can't even remember what the price tag was. I think it was $14.99. And it, they had a buy two, get one free on Wii and Wii U games. So I picked up two more Wii U games that I actually wanted, or at least I wanted one, my son wanted one. So we bundled that all together. I split up the price uh, not evenly because I bought Zombie U, which they had at 14 and I consider that only a $5 game because I've seen it for $5 and passed it up for $5 and sold it for whatever I sold it for. I don't remember. So anyway, all in all, basically, that game cost me eighteen eighty eight with tax, and I just sold it on eBay and shipped it yesterday uh, for forty five fifty eight uh, after my fees. That's after fees um, and shipping costs as well. So that's $26.70 profit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And then I also, at a garage sale a couple weeks ago, actually a month ago, picked up a Poly Pocket. A Poly Pocket Locket, actually. Um, so it's like on a necklace. And I'm just like, I need to try buying other things. And I knew that Poly Pockets and Might, uh, Mighty Max, or yeah, Mighty Max. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Collectible. I remember Mighty Max. Yeah. Yeah. So Poly Pocket is the girl equivalent, basically. Oh, okay, okay. I assume it's done by the same company. And my sister had them when she was a kid, and my cousin had some. So I'm like, I'm just gonna pick it up. It's in great condition. It had the figure inside, and usually those are missing when you see them in thrift stores. So I'm, I'm like, I'll just grab it up. They asked, uh, it was tangled, a whole bunch of crap, a bunch of necklaces. I asked how much. They said a dollar. I'm like, yeah, I won't even offer fifty cents. Let's just do a dollar. <laughs> so I posted it on eBay a month ago for for thirty dollars plus five dollars shipping, and it just sold. Yesterday and I shipped it off, um, so that was twenty eight dollars and sixteen cents profit after shipping and tax. Wow! Yeah, that, yeah, so that's something I would trying to, have thought to yeah, trying to do something different. And I have other stuff to sell that's similar, but that's for a later section if we get around to that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I picked up recently, and they just happen to both be things that I've sold too. I, I actually, you know what? I picked up recently. We were just talking about that before we started and i did pick up these two on kijiji these two controllers which are uh xbox one wireless controllers one of them is the winter forces wireless uh limited edition and the other is they call it military green slash orange um like they're really good condition they needed a little bit cleaning the girl i bought them from said she took care of her stuff but she also said she cleaned them but they were nasty in the in the sides um, just tons of, you know. Didn't want to get deep in there. So I, I tore them apart and cleaned them, but 
uh, Xbox One controllers are really easy to clean that area because the side pops right off. This this bottom thing it just has clips and pops right off, and then you can clean that whole side real easily. Uh, yeah, so those I bought for fifty dollars together. She was offering uh, asking sixty, which is already a good price because some people sell those each for sixty dollars, especially with the box. Yeah. Um, so I offered fifty for both, and I uh, got it for fifty. Um, it was a decent drive away from me. Like, where was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the area near uh, the Edelweiss, if that helps you. Oh, that's like right. Well, that's in my area. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably not far from you, but yeah. So I picked those up and. I think I was one of the. I think it was the first person to see it on Kijiji, and and she was more than happy to sell them. Damn, I feel like I got robbed. <laughs> uh, only in your backyard, not in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Practically, was like my backyard for as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, it could have been in your backyard. It could have been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Ryan, it's on you. What's uh, what's right. you picked up? So I got a couple things here, and I'll just show what came in the mail today. Uh, I bought a new iPhone because my phone was four years old. I think it was time to update. Uh, but I bought the iPhone uh, SE, uh, which is the same exact size as the 5S, which was my previous phone. Uh, and the case came in today, and it's uh, actually officially licensed by Sega. It is <laughs> a Genesis controller iPhone case. It's a little, it's a little thicker. Oh, than, yeah, you know. thick. But uh, it's got, I guess, really good protection inside there. So I'll give it a shot. You know, if I don't like it, I'll just buy another case. But yeah. for the price I paid, I, I think it was kind of neat looking. So uh, that came in the mail today. Uh, and I got this one uh, last Friday. So as you guys know me from the Hangouts, I love my my senior discount and my student discount. The <laughs> discount did not come in effect, even though this one was from Goodwill, because uh, I bought this last Friday. So this is the Super Multi-Tap for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, I paid two ninety nine for it, and nice. the pr- the prices are little at least on eBay. And I know it's dirty. I still haven't cleaned it up yet, because I always I wanted to show the price tag on it first before I you know go to town on this thing. Um, I know it's only good for one game. At least I think it's only good for one game, uh, which is Bomberman for Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah. But the multi tap, it the price is kind of high for this. I think I see it go selling. People are asking forty to fifty dollars for this thing on eBay. Well, that looks like the, the Hudson one, right? So yeah. I think it's got yeah. more of a name brand to it, which is why it's probably asking. Yes, I do remember hearing that one. If it didn't have the Hudson, if it was the Nintendo one, right? Mm-hmm. That is worth less or something. Yeah. And isn't that the one that um, Canadian Retro just picked up? Was the other one the non Hudson? Yeah, I think he picked up the non Hudson one. Yeah. I thought so too. And I think he might have said his was PAL as well. Not that that matters. I don't believe that affects anything because the controller should be the so. same. Uh, the only thing is. Uh, I saw because when I was looking this one up just to say because I was like, hey, you know, I don't see this too much at Goodwill to so see if this is a good price because I used to see this one all the time and I don't, I just don't see it too much anymore. And I saw how much it was going for because I remember seeing these forever for like five to ten dollars. And I was like, oh, OK, well, this is a really good price. Uh, the only thing about it is it seems like Japan has an even cool man's head on it is the multi tap and. It's basically because Bomberman's head's kind of a square, so, so they have oh, like yes. you know, two yeah. on one side, two so on the other. So you cut out when you said it. That's all. Yeah. Oh. So. Do you want me to repeat what I said? No, no, no. Bomberman's head on it. Yeah, for a multi-tap. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool. It's just we you know Japan got something better than us North Americans. <laughs> so I'm looking at a list of games, and it looks like there's like I don't know 50, but they might be some really? might be Japanese only okay. or European only. It's hard, it's hard to tell because they don't list exactly what they say. How many players? 
Mm-hmm. And then there's articles for several of them, but well, let's see. Vegas Stakes. I have Vegas Stakes. That says it supports up to four players. For Super Nintendo? Yeah. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I imagine Very like even with uh, Secret of Mana, that's three players, right? So you could use. Oh, yeah. That's WWF good one. Raw. Has <laughs> four. Man, man, that's a good one, too. Yeah. That one you Spy probably didn't have. Rock and Roll I Racing? Am... Well, I have Raw for the Genesis. I don't have it for the Super Nintendo, so now I'm going to have to... Okay. NBA Jam says four players, even Tournament Edition. Really? I mean, maybe this list is all wrong. It's Wiki... No, it's not Wikipedia. It's uh, uh, whatever. Nintendo.wiki. Uh... FakeSuperNintendo.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it's right. Sure. Uh, so, and then... I I was all set with just you know to show that for the show, but then I stumble upon this. So here's another Dollar Dorks exclusive here. Uh, so I was shopping uh, my normal places, uh, my normal thrift st- shops on Wednesday, and um, Wednesday is normally senior discount day. But I didn't find anything at the Goodwills that had senior discount. Uh, but the one shop that's also on the way home has student discount on Wednesday. Now, I still have my college ID, uh, and I graduated last January, but the picture is still relevant, and they, <laughs> even, though the card, even, even the card says it's expired like three years ago, they don't look at oh. the back for that. So, so you just show them the front. <laughs> show them the front. They just put it in the you know student discount in the machine. And they get my student discount. Uh, so I, I stumbled upon this at that store, and I wasn't expecting to see this, but they had a, a hefty lot of... Uh, I'm begging here. Jeez, uh, no. <laughs> it was, uh, they've had a NES and nice. two, con- two controllers, light gun, power, and RF. They wanted $40 for that. Okay. So just to show you the price tag, I'm not making it up. And they had a whole stack of games. Uh, no, the, the games are priced differently. They're not the same price, uh, but they're priced pretty decently. And keep in mind, I was also getting a student discount on this too. So yeah. my student discount at the store is twenty percent off. So, uh, so I got uh, Castlevania. Nice uh, five five screw uh, edition. So already already worth it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Kirby's Adventure. Uh, this was seven ninety nine. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna show all the prices because just take in, yeah. take in mind that all of these are below you know oh. the normal asking rate. Mega Man three. Nice. Uh, Prince of Persia. I believe that's an uncommon game. Uh, Crash Test Dummies. Nice. I love those. Uh, Defenders of Dynatron City, game I've never ever really seen before. So that's got to be. Never even heard of it before. There you go. Uh, Smash TV. Defenders uh, of Dynatron City shows twenty six bucks. Loose on which one? Uh, Defenders of Dynatron City says twenty six loose yeah. on uh, American on price charting. And I didn't pay that price. Uh, <laughs> championship, championship pool. <clears throat> that was the cheapest game in the lot. Uh, Rollerblade Racer. Never really seen that one before. Too much either. Mega Man Four. Nice, even better. Uh. Dragon Strike. This is a Dungeons and Dragons game. It's also pretty pricey. Uh, Turtles 2 Arcade. 
and uh, Nightshade. So, uh, what's it called? Now, five of these games I have. So, uh, this is nice because it helps, you know, stack up my NES collection, which is pushing 400 games. Uh, so, the five I, I have that will be getting added, I'm going to sell. So, one quick thing about my NES that here. Uh, I was happy to pick it up because mine is really worn out right here. Uh, the previous owner, which I rebought my NES when I was in high school, um, it was his. But for some reason, the thing is lit, um, worn out right in the front of the lid here. Uh, huh. I was a little disappointed because I didn't see it till I got home because the price tag was covering the the panel here. There's a little chip uh, here, uh, so so I can't probably get max value for this NES because uh, that thing keeps popping out. Basically, where you have to almost uh, push it back in, basically. Uh, but uh, it closes. You just gotta you know putz with it. I may, I'll make sure to note it when I'm gonna sell this thing. But I'm hoping to sell this NES as a bundle uh, with swap parts with yours and give yourself the good one. Then you won't feel as bad. Yeah, you know that's not a bad idea to get to keep the good lid. Yeah, <laughs> that was not uh, I don't know. I just got to take it apart and clean it a little bit, I guess, if you will. Uh, so I'm gonna put the stack right here. Um, so these five are the five I I previously own. Uh, so I have Mega Man three, four, Turtles Arcade, Kirby's Adventure, Castlevania, and I'm hoping to bundle that with the NES. Uh, so the the total price was. I can't remember exactly, but with my student discount, it brought it down to one hundred and forty-two dollars and sixty-six cents. So, like I said, most of these games exceed their asking price originally before even the discount came into effect. Yeah. Uh, and so, so my my ultimate goal is I hope I can get almost that money back with these five games and the NES for that deal. That would be my goal, and to keep the nine games that I didn't have in the collection. That's my ultimate goal. I think I, I'd, I'd imagine you deal with that very easily. Would, if it was me, I would actually take two games that are worth less, bundle them in with the console, and sell that off, and sell the other games individually. That's what I would do. But I don't know your market. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. like, sell put, the Mega Man separately. That's what, that's I, would what do. I would do too. Well, I was I was thinking about just putting it as a hefty price, like on a let go or something like that, like a hefty price, and maybe see if I can get that asking price basically for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I know Castlevania, Mega Man Three. I know these five will sell instantly. Basically, these five yeah. will. Yeah, but one, I wonder if you'll ones... make more off them not bundling them. Is what I wonder. Yeah, so that's the thing. Console until so... you find a Duck Hunt Mario combo and sell that with the console. They had. A, sure. I know. I passed. I passed on the Duck Hunt Mario there too. But how much? Three, I think it was three bucks. Yeah. Uh, I almost would have. I would have bought that just to bundle it with, to sell that to an average person. Yeah. That just wants the nostalgia, and then sell those games to someone who's willing to pay more. I was I was only going to just buy the games, and then when I got to the cash register, cash register, I said to myself, I was like, "Well, it's forty dollars right now. With my discount, it brings it down to thirty-two dollars. Yeah, might as well throw it in because that's a really good price on an NES, basically. Yeah. Um. So you know, that's the way I was figuring. I was like, you know, uh, like I said, I'm. I think it'll be easier to sell that NES with these games. That's my, that's my thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up a little bit. I know I'm gonna probably have to test, you know, clean these, test the images, yeah, yeah. you know, because people are gonna ask if they work, if the NES works, so I could test it. But uh, that's my ultimate goal: is to sell that these five games plus the NES, get my yeah. money back. So, so they paid for the nine games I didn't own. That's my ultimate goal right now. Yeah, I would price it even higher. Like if, if I was price, I don't know what the games are all worth for sure exactly, but I would say like two hundred and fifty dollars. Ask for all of that together and see mm -hmm. if you get it. Yeah, and just just to see, just to see if uh, anyone bites on it, and if someone, you know, 
Because I'm, I'm not going to eBay this one. Just an NES with a freaking Zapper and Duck Hunt for $150 on, on Facebook groups. People yeah. just bid each other up and get crazy. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I do actually, I think, have a spare Mario Duck Hunt, so I could probably throw in this too. Yeah. Uh, just because so the Zapper's like, there. Yeah. For the price of it, you could just throw in your copy. I'm sure you'd find another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, strong. that's a good point. That's also a really good point. I also, like, I don't think I have a five screw Castlevania, so I'm probably going to mm-hmm. swap it with my Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, yep. Whatever's the uh, one more desirable or worth more, right? Yeah. Or even better label, right? That's other other option too. That's the other thing too. Is I'm gonna just double check all these to make sure that uh, if they're better quality, you know, than might what I previously owned. So the turtles might be the case on that one. But uh, other than that, I was very happy to find add nine games to my NES collection. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and that's that's it for pickups here. Recent pickups. Cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I didn't actually mention with my controllers too. I'm planning on keeping those. By the way, that was just a question I usually ask: is Are you buying? It? Are you buying it to sell or to keep? I was gonna buy, sell them, but I'm keeping them. All right. So, Ryan, um, uh, quick yeah. question. I think sure. the real question that everyone wants to know is: How do you get the seniors discount? Okay. Uh, so I lost my Good- Goodwill has a reward system there, at least in my local area, uh, which is I believe it's either every seventy five dollars you spend at Goodwill. It's either 75 or 80. I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, you get a $5 rewards coupon to use back okay. at Goodwill. Uh, so I lost mine a couple of years ago. Um, and what the thing is, when they give you one, they give you usually like two or th- two cards plus a keychain one. Well, I don't know where my other card went. Uh, and my mom signed up for the Goodwill card uh, too as well. And she... Uh, recently clocked in as a senior citizen. So uh, I took her card, not knowing about the senior discount. I just took it because I wanted the rewards points. <laughs> and with her shopping at Goodwill, yeah, sure. I shopping at Goodwill, we get the double points, basically. <laughs> so, like, you know, we accumulate the uh, rewards coupon faster. And the thing is, like, I didn't notice it at all until, like, one day I was shopping on a Wednesday. And I, I think I was buying something. It was, like, a $2 game. Or it was something for a couple of bucks. And all of a sudden, I came down below, like, I was like 189 or something like that. I'm like, this was two dollars. And so I kind of asked him. I was like, what's going on here? And then uh, the person said, well, today is senior discount day. And then I looked at the name on the receipt because it prints out your name. I think at the bottom, like your cards member name, and it had my mom's name on it. And I was like, oh. So then I went to another Goodwill, following that up because I usually hit up multiple Goodwills on my on the days I'm you know I'm thrifting. Uh, sure enough, I found something else, checked it out, ringed out, and I got the discount again. They and I think uh, it was pointed out to me the person when I checked out and I kind of asked what's going on. And they said senior discount day. The clerk says, uh, "Most people here don't care. Some people will and not give you the discount because they'll just hit the, like decline button." But most people here don't care. They don't look and don't care. They just ring it up and they'll just press whatever a okay. Uh, so that's how I got my senior discount. Uh, but cool. uh, Man, yeah, you got so that... to find the ways to work the system, right? So oh, little loopholes. You got you got to play yeah. the game, you know. And yeah. I know it's a. Goodwill's, like I said, my Goodwill has student discount days on Saturdays, so I will get a discount if I find anything on Saturdays. So I usually always try to hit up multiple Goodwills on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Those are my two hopeful days. Granted, I hit up, there's, I benefit from having a Goodwill uh, about five minutes down the road from my work. So every day on my lunch break, Monday through Friday, I will hit up Goodwill just to see if I find anything. Uh, Now, stuff is not put out in the first in the morning, it's all sporadically through the day. So it's, you know, it's your luck. You know, if, if you find something, you know, your day, you know, the time you're putting it out, you're in luck. You know, if not, 
you know, just yeah. next, come back the next day. Uh, <clears throat> I would so. do the same if I had one near me, but I just don't. It sucks. Mm -hmm. The closest one to me is uh, fit, like 11 minutes from my work, but totally in the wrong direction, so mm -hmm. not helpful. Uh, there's nothing there anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> St. Jacob's? That's uh. why I have to go with St. Jacob's. That's that, one's, one. that one's pretty rough, yeah. I find stuff, but not very often, and usually it's yeah. not games. It's usually toys and stuff for my kid and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, moving on to the next section is what are you selling? Uh, tell us something you have for sale on eBay, Kijiji, or something you're thinking of getting rid of, sellings, trading, anything, uh, and where did you find it, etc. cetera. Uh, starts off with me. So I first have uh, a Nintendo Wii that I got uh, actually on Kijiji for free. I think I mentioned it a while ago. Somebody, maybe it was on Twitter, I can't remember. But uh, someone posted that it wasn't working. I'm like, okay, maybe I can fix it. They said, uh, when I asked for more questions, they said, it won't turn on. We think it's a power supply. I'm like, oh, great. I got a spare power supply. So I went and picked it up and uh, it, it included the power, or sorry, it was in the box and I was surprised that it, it was in the box. There was no controllers with it, but still in the box, everything else is complete. Um, I plug it into my power supply and it works fine. Okay plug into their power supply and it works fine. Like, I don't know what's wrong. This thing <laughs> works perfectly fine. So I have that to sell. I took it to the Berry Game Exchange, but of course, I didn't expect a normal Wii to really sell the Berry Game Exchange. It's not the right type of thing. Um, unless you got a regular, everyday consumer who doesn't already have a Wii. Um, so uh, I got that on Kijiji, didn't pay anything. You know, what it's worth, I, I put 50 bucks on it, but I don't know if it's going to sell 50 bucks or not. Um, Bill and Joe seem to have good luck with it, with selling Wii's in Toronto, but not me here. Yeah, um, this, this area of town, KW has been pretty bad for selling Wii's lately. Yeah, I think there's just too many of them for sale. I yeah. do still see people post them for like $150, though. But Yeah, they're not going anywhere. That's the thing. Just yeah, selling. maybe. I, I just see a locket posted. <laughs> Okay, uh, and then uh, I'm asking you guys, where do you think I should sell it? Do you guys have any thoughts? It's e eBay would not, it won't sell on eBay, in my opinion, uh, unless you're willing to take a hit. I think the best spot right now, it probably is like let go. Um, I remember, I'm trying to remember what the other. Yeah, Barrage uh, Sale. I have Barrage Sale app. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what the other. Uh, there's, it's not garage sale. There is another one. that's just identical to offer up, at least in the states here. I don't know. Maybe you just yeah, don't have it. I've seen a couple. One, so one's called Garage Sale with a V. The other oh. one is Carousel. Um, and then of course there's Offer Up and Let Go. Offer Up. That's offer up's here. I'm not sure if Offer Up is here for sure or not. Yeah. Or maybe it's just not very busy. And then there's also Buns, which is the one Miles always talks about. I would is try that in those. your area. It is anywhere. They okay, used to I be just Toronto seen. and major cities, but they'll they'll let you post it from anywhere now. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't I posted the last time I, The last time I checked, they were only in Toronto. I haven't checked since. Yeah. That's why I was curious if they were still yeah. expanding. I had signed up, and I signed up their newsletter because I wanted to know when they were coming to, to this area, and then they said you can sign up anywhere. So the problem is there's just not enough people using it because there, there is no presence in this area. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, next thing I have for sale is four Nintendo Game Boy Advance SP chargers. They also charge the original DS. Um, I got them various places. Some of them were, were value villages, usually with 30% off discount. Um, each one, I, I probably didn't pay any more than like $4 for any of them, I'm pretty sure. Um, I thought they'd be worth 10 bucks, but they're not selling at 10 bucks. So I'm wondering if five is more 
normal price, but they are authentic Nintendo chargers. They're not third party or anything like that. So uh, I think I have sold one before for maybe ten bucks. Uh, and what do you guys think? Where the hell should I sell that? I think ten dollars is the retail price that you're going to find in the with selling it on. Yeah. Your Kijiji or Craigslist, yep. people are gonna want try probably to want a, a better deal because they, you know, I think that's the thing is most people think of that as almost uh, an an online rummage sale kind of like that, you know, where people kind of want a little bit better deal. I think five dollars yep. they'll probably go instantly because uh, I think I think ten dollars is like the price normal normal stores will sell them for. Um, so and then they'll stores are 15, uh, but I have, I think I've seen it 10, maybe microplay. I think around here has, has better prices on stuff like that. But I think $10 is a very I think, fair I price. Think, I, I believe that the, uh, we you talk about microplay. They, I think it's, um, $10 for the knockoff. Okay. It's 15 for the original. Okay. Um, and it's the difference between Canadian and American too, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> eBay um, might be a better play on that one. Yeah, eBay eBay could be good. The one problem I do see there is that a lot of people will see all the knockoffs and they will just pass up yeah. on the authentics because there's so many knockoffs there. Um, and the knockoffs but, can be so cheap. Yeah, they could be like two dollars, less than two dollars. Yeah. Um, have you? I don't know if you've considered this, but every time I've brought, I've had chargers and I take them to swaps like Barry Game Exchange or uh, KW, Waterloo Video Game Swap, yeah. um, it's vendors there are, all, are always looking for chargers because they have systems they don't have chargers. Yeah. I had them with me at the swap, and I had uh, um, vendors buy lots of things off me, but maybe the $10 was scaring them away. But yeah, still, I would thought it, they'd try and bundle. I almost bought 7 bucks or something, so they'd offer me 5 and take all 4 or something. I Honestly, I think you could sell them because I've had them for 10 I've sold them to other vendors for $10. Crazy. Um, okay. So I mean, even um, if you like offer them to vendors for like eight bucks, you're still going to make more than the five dollars you'd make elsewhere. <clears throat> gotcha. Do you, you know, probably the easier sell is probably if you could ever if you could sit on for a while until you find the uh, the you know the DSs or a Game Boy to yeah. charge it with. That's probably the better play. I mean, if you want to get more bang for your buck, you know, we'll sell instantly. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think you need to sell it for five dollars. I think selling it for ten dollars is more than a fair price. Uh, I think that's 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 about anything higher though is when you're gonna start scaring away, you know, people. It's just mm-hmm. it's it yeah. just might be a little bit more of a sit on move, you know, because yep. um, just wait till you see the, the ad pop up on Kijiji <clears throat> or somewhere for a loose SP no charger and just you know <laughs> jump on that and not lowball them and see if you can get it for cheap and you know. Yeah, I've I've even messaged people like that on other things, not on this, but when they have something and they're missing something else, I've messaged them. They're like, "I have this. Do you want to complete it?" I don't. I don't think it's ever turned into a sale yet, though. Yeah. Like missing an AV cable for a PlayStation, for example. Like, yeah, I've got like thirty of them here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. So, under Ryan, uh, what do you got? Anything for sale other than the NES stuff you just talked about? Yeah, the NES stuff is number one. I'm going to try to flip that because I'm going to Portland in a couple weeks for PRGE. Yep. Uh, and I have a couple other things that I've been sitting on a while because I usually try to bring... I, I've kind of given up on uh, bringing stuff to for a convention to trade in to vendors because I always feel as if I'm going to get significantly low-balled. Uh, now, I know there's, there's moves you can try to play against vendors. You know, uh, I've seen it before where it works where... You you go to the vendor and say, hey, do you accept trade-ins? 
And what's it called? They say, yeah. And say you lay out what you have them for trade and say, well, will you give me in trade for this? Like for dollar value wise. And, you know, they'll, if they tell you a certain amount, then say, great. And then pick out the game you want, basically, for that price, as opposed to finding the game, then trying to trade for it. Um, that's never really worked for me. I've, I, I've tried it's because I think of a, if a vendor knows you want something, they will try to take you, you know, <clears throat> you know, try to bend you over and take you to Brown Town because, <laughs> because it, it, it just never works at conventions. Now, I, I what's called, I've had you know, much better luck. You know, putting something on eBay or something like that, and trying to flip it uh, for for a decent price, basically. No, I won't do that for cartridge-based games because I'm afraid of maybe them being cracked or something like that in the mail. Granted, you can really well do it, but like with disc-based games, that's to me is what's it called? Like any straight straight to eBay flip for me. Um, but I have a couple of games that I'm gonna try to sell eBay-wise, and hopefully, I can get something for it. I might put one of them. So the first one I'm not going to do on eBay. I have a Metroid Zero Mission, not for resale edition, uh, resale cart. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to put that one up on Let's Go and offer up. I'm going to try to get as much money as I can, you know, scrounge up a little bit of extra cash for Portland uh, for for vending because I don't want to spend. If I could spend money on stuff that I you know I I sold to fund my collection. Uh, I prefer to do that as opposed to taking money out for conventions. Yeah. Uh, so that will be more luck, more likely, and I think I might be able to get more for that one as opposed to the other people asking a high price for it on eBay. I think I might be able to get maybe if I sell it for just a little bit less, I could uh, I could maybe uh, uh, get an instant flip here in Milwaukee where I can get cash for it straight up. Um, the other thing is I have a Klonoa 2. I know I have a couple of friends who already reached out to me about it, but no one's really come to me about come out to come to me about you know buying it. Really, just they just told me, "Hey, I'm looking for that," and I'm like, "Okay," uh, but I might put that one up on eBay to see if I can get something for it. Uh, and I have a couple other games like uh, Sonic Three Box Complete. Uh, I might be able to get something for that one. That one might be a straight also uh, straight up let go offer, if not eBay offer. But those those are the three they come to come to mind. That I'm going to try to flip before leaving for portland cool it's good i actually wasn't sure how much you actually flip games uh originally because i heard you mention it before i think i even heard you mention ebay selling before but i wasn't sure um how much you actually sell things that you pick up or or extras do doubles i if it's the double it's almost instantly going to be sold right away uh for me uh, that's that's, cool. that's that's my ultimate goal because i it's i i use I try to get much of my, like I said, try to sell as much as I can to fund my collection. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my ultimate goal. If I can, I'm always looking to expand my collection at a great deal price. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and I've had more success recently over our, probably the last year and a half, th- doing uh, building my collection as opposed to like buying to build my collection. Uh, more likely finding deals at Goodwill and other thrift stores uh, over the last year and a half than I have seen at regular retail stores. Uh, it just comes to me, or it seems to me right now that uh, these stores right now are just dry. Where it's just hard, finding something at these stores, or it's, it's it's almost impossible. Uh, I have a general idea maybe why it's happening in my area, uh, but right now, like most of the time right now for me, my collection is only built by either A, going to conventions or B, shopping at 
thrift stores for 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 at least the last couple of years now. Now at the local game stores you're talking, right? That's yeah. where you're not finding anything. Is that because the prices are too crazy or is it because they're just not getting it in stock? Just not getting in the stock. Crazy. Okay. I have a general idea of why. I know the one store uh, that I do frequent, he does get uh, the bulk of the deals and I know he, he, people have heard of his store. So I think they have stopped going to these other stores because he actually gives the most for for trade in value and the most money value he's the most you know as opposed to these other stores nickel and diming them you know nickel and diming nickel and diming people uh the last few years i think people caught on that these aren't the places to go this guy actually has really good i've done stuff where i'll take stuff to him just for like ten dollars credit where i paid a couple dollars at goodwill for it, and then i'll just take that ten dollars credit and when he occasionally does his he does a sale every about a month and a half or so uh, where everything in store is either 20 or 25 percent off, uh, I will use then that ten dollar cash in plus the 20, you know, the discounts. Good. He he normally sells at eBay's price, uh, so if you can wait, you'll get it below eBay, and hopefully that's good. Can, yeah, and if you're <laughs> frequent, he does take care of frequent customers. Well, he will even drop below the 20 percent, 25 percent, because if he recognizes you too. So the store that Bill always talks about that he goes to and gets store credit at, they, they don't let you do stuff like use your credit on a sale day. You know what I mean? Weird stuff like that, or they don't let you use it on certain things in a display case, or uh, there's another store in town here actually that doesn't uh, do cash on some things. They'll only take trade on some things. Um, <clears throat> and uh, then there's other stores where the prices are just too high to really bother. <laughs> he, he, uh, he the only thing is he has a punch card system so for the days that aren't his sale days that you will get if you fill up a card which every ten dollars you spend there's a hundred dollars on the card he will either a give you twenty dollars to use in the store or twenty percent off up to two hundred forty dollars so that's good i so like, the, that's I like the building the more you buy the more you save right yeah so like that's the thing is uh you can't use that on the sale days but that makes sense. You, won't, you won't get punches you won't get punches for it but like i said if you're a frequent customer he will take care of you so uh, and I, I think people have caught on to that and they have stopped going to the other stores. So it's almost worthless to go to these other stores now. Uh, but now they, they just they sell more than just video games at these other stores. They sell DVDs, Blu-ray, CDs still. Uh, so there's, so people, and people, and people still buy that stuff. Um, but I think they're, most of these games, video games departments have really dried up here. Hmm. Sounds like a smart business owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Monopolizing everybody, the buyers and the sellers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. <clears throat> um, yeah, we kind of already went through everything. So, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I still have a bunch of stuff left over from uh, the several swaps that I've been uh, a vendor at for however many years now. I've accumulated many things. Um, so I'm, totes. <laughs> Yeah, my totes. I'm down to one tote now, so okay. I'm, I'm making progress. Um, I, uh, I still have a few, uh, limited run things that I've bought doubles of, uh, to flip. I know it's, that's almost a taboo thing to, to mention nowadays, but, uh, it is, it is kind of the way, uh, one of the ways that I do make a bit of money to pay for my limited runs. So like the, if I know it's a, it's a hot topic release or whatever that I will buy two, um, and then I will sell one off for the price of both of them. And then basically I get my limited runs for free. Um, Okay, it's, someone missed it's, out. It's the only way they're going to get it, right? They got to yeah, buy it from somewhere if they missed unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, and I, I know a lot of people will will look down on that, but unfortunately, like 
uh, like I'm not made of money. I can't afford to to buy every single limited run release that comes out like every week or two weeks. Uh, at least the past couple months, it's been like that. So that's just one of the ways that I use to uh, to bring it up. And I mean, if someone is really interested in something, like friend wise or whatever, like I'll give deals to people. I'll yep. I'll bring the prices down. I'll sell it at cost. You gave him a deal, right? I'm pretty sure. Pardon? What was that? I'm pretty sure Miles said you gave him a deal on. Yeah, I I I mean it wasn't. It wasn't uh, at cost or anything, but I yeah. it, it was. I felt like it was a decent deal, um, and uh, like I, I'll still hook up Miles in the future and and and, and anyone really. Um, thankfully, the almost all of them are gone now. I only have a few left. Uh, the last Tri City game swap uh, that was there, I had a lady come up with um, a list, and she just kind of like picked out a couple of games and most of them were limited run. And she's like, how much for this? And I gave her a price and she said, fine. And she just paid for it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the, the market is there for that. Nice. Um, That's good news. Can I ask, can I ask you a quick question run. about limited run? Uh, sure. So I know they did for Ease, they did a, a pre-order one where you could pre-order throughout the day. I know it's usually... Yeah, they for 24 hours, yeah. Is that only like the one time they've done it or is that something they're doing from now on? That is the only time they've done it so far. Okay. Um, I, I'm really hoping they'll continue to, to use that trend. I think it really kind of eliminates all of the, uh, the butthurtness of um, the people who don't get it. Because Twitter and Facebook are just aflame after a limited run release of just everyone bashing on this company for their business practices. And, you know, let's, for once, and let's be doing what no one else is doing. Exactly. Let's be thankful that these games are even getting a release, yeah. right? So. Uh, yeah, yes, the scalper issue is there, but even they've addressed it, and they said that uh, the percentage-wise of scalpers to actual physical uh, or to actual sales is somewhere in like the two two and a half percent range. So it's not even big enough for them to worry about. Hmm. So most people who are buying the games are keeping them. Curious how they measure uh, that. I'm guessing they're doing eBay sales or something like that. I guess yeah, I'm assuming they're checking eBay sales and uh, just to see which ones are selling and then tally it up somehow. Yeah, we sold five thousand and fifty this, of them sold on eBay. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's in that range, right? So so I, they've they do recognize that it's an issue. They knew they do know people aren't happy about it, um, and and I understand that. I would be I would be upset if I missed a release. Um, thankfully, I haven't missed one yet. Not, not not one that I've been I've been wanting, or I've had an interest in. So. Uh, the ones I have left now are basically just ones that I bought. I was for a long time buying every single one I was buying two of. Uh, I stopped doing that because it just got way too expensive. Yeah. So the ones I have left are just like the no-name ones that no one's really interested in, so I'm going to have to turn to eBay for those. Uh, I sold a couple on eBay, but m the majority of the sales have been the swaps for those, so uh, which has been nice, and I don't lose money in fees. I did pick up that uh, Yeez Origins um, limited limited edition or collector's edition yep. for Vita, intending for it to go to P2 if he missed out because I thought he was at work and everything uh, during that time, but luckily he had time off, et cetera, et cetera. So we both got it. Um, <laughs> so I have a spare copy I'm going to be selling, and I already talked to you about it, but uh, I'm curious of your insights, and you can share here uh, what you kind of told me already. Okay. Uh, especially with collector's editions, um, there hasn't been that many released so far from limited run games. Um, my suggestion would just be to hold on to it for, you know, a month, two months. I, I mean, you're, the money you're going to get back at this point isn't going to be a whole lot. I would just hold on to it for, for a couple of months, see how the market goes. If you see the market going up and up and up, 
then you know it's worth it. But if you see it's kind of hovering around the same level, it's not moving anywhere, then you can move it. But just to get it right away and then flip it right off right off the bat, I mean, too much competition. It, there's a lot of competition, and uh, you probably won't get as much money as you can for it. So just for example, um, the Odd World New and Tasty. That was I think their third or fourth release. I can't remember now. Uh, very early. Um, I, that was one of the ones I bought two copies of and I sold it within six months uh, of having it. And the price did go up uh, and it kind of stopped for a bit and I was like, all right, I'll just get rid of it. So I sold it, uh, but that game now is selling for $250. <laughs> so that's just showing like if you just hold out a little bit longer. So I have a couple, I, have, I think I have one game that might be worth more money in the future. So I'm just going to, again, I'm just going to sit on it for a couple of months and I'm going to see where the market goes on it. Uh, I, especially with collector's editions, with in, in your case, um, like I would do the same. Just just yeah. sit tight, see where the market's going with it, and then make a decision from there. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. That's what I plan to do. Just uh, hold on to it, see if it goes up in value at all. I don't even need it to go up in value. I'd be okay if I broke even. Um, yeah. But it'd be even better if I made money on it because why not? It will It will pay for the other things that you may have lost money on. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I need is because I've lost money on things. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that we make mistakes and we don't make money on everything we buy <laughs> or yeah, even the, things we're keeping. I, I like to pay for everything I keep. So I want to make money off stuff to pay yeah. for that. So that's one of the things we talk about, like, especially on this podcast. I mean, the focus is very much on, you know, what you're selling, your profit, what you're keeping. So either way you're gaining, but we don't really talk very much about losses, right? So, yeah. I mean, people do need to understand that, yeah, we do buy stuff. Like some people did buy Amiibos expecting them to go crazy through the roof. <laughs> now they're selling for like $5 under retail. So people are losing out on that. Thankfully, I didn't, I didn't lose any money on Amiibos, but I didn't no. buy any to... Really I made a little of as much as I hoped because uh, I bought in on Amiibos, luckily with a free gift card from work. I'm like, I have no idea what to use this Best Buy gift card on. I'm like, well, Amiibos. And then I heard they were starting to stock the uh, Ness and Marth Amiibos. So I okay. picked those up, but it happened to be the reprint. Oh. And I didn't realize <laughs> there was a difference. <laughs> apparently. Apparently, but if apparently, you're in the game, there's, there's a difference. Yeah. Exactly. So some people, have, I sold them on Facebook and it turned out okay. I made the basically the retail money back because they were hard yeah. to find still, even though they were reprints. Um, but it wasn't crazy, crazy profitable like it should have been or could have been if they were original, like not changed. If they hadn't made any changes to them, it would have been worth it. But yeah. Yeah. I well, just, in, in that case, you even turned your, your Best Buy gift card, which is just yeah, that's money exactly. to a company into cash. So it wasn't locked to one company anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely true. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and then other things like little, uh, like little purchases. I, I visit a lot at our local market micro play here in Kitchener. Um, I, it's one of my favorite things after work every, every couple of days, I'll just pop in there and I'll just browse through their stuff and see what I can find that they've, I don't want to say mispriced, but underpriced. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> I just picked something <laughs> up there the actual other day, actually, uh, which you must've missed. <laughs> or uh, that was a day I wasn't there. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it was on the 30th. Uh, I probably that. wasn't there. I don't think I was there. That was this past uh, Saturday. No, nope, I don't go in on weekends, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So I only go on weekends usually. But anyway, they had free running for Wii. Which I don't is even know what that is. So $20 game. <laughs> Um, I actually think it was NJ Retro who suggested that game. He said, if you ever see anything made by graffiti on the Wii, 
pick it up and free running was the one he hold, held up. I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, so I saw it and I'm like, Hey, I recognize that game. Looked it up. I'm like, yeah, it's worth about 20 bucks. They're selling it for four ninety nine. So I picked it up yep. and I was going to do a, a deal cause they had a, a, a day where it's like buy two, get one free, but I couldn't find anything that was also five bucks that I wanted. Or no, I found one thing which was um, Fatal Inertia, which you keep talking about. But yeah, it had yeah. no, it had no manual, and there was damage on the artwork on the back. Oh yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah I, I keep seeing that copy there, and I keep looking at it. I keep hoping it's a different copy. <laughs> it's not. But I did <laughs> so, get one from there for me, so it's fine. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt yeah. your your whole thing. But. No, no, it's all good. Uh, so I find that, like a lot of the stuff they they screw up on. Uh, yeah, one Wii, they they really misprice a lot of Wii stuff. Uh, they don't know. I don't know if they how they price their their stuff there, but uh, a lot of the stuff is uh, five dollars, and it's going for twenty, thirty, forty dollars uh, online. So that's one thing. Uh, PS2, a lot. Of, I think it's just a throwaway system. I don't think a lot of people are are. I don't think the system is a throwaway system, but I think to them it's a throwaway system. Yeah. Um, they're just they're putting some stuff up there, and it's just they don't know what it is, and it's five bucks. So. Uh, a tip for PS2 games is watch for anything made by Age Tech, uh, published by Age Tech. Um, a lot of their games go for for quite a bit more money than you would think. Um, so I, and a, a Microplay does put a lot of stuff out there for five bucks made by Age Tech uh, that goes for quite a bit more. Um, one of the games I just picked up was Raw Danger, uh, kind of like the survival series. They had uh, Disaster Report as yeah. well on PS2. Uh, that's a twenty to thirty dollar game. They had it for four ninety nine again. Uh, I already had it, uh, but my copy had a little bit of damage, so I was able to replace mine, and I'll sell that on one off for like maybe fifteen bucks, and I'll still make more than my money back and upgrade my pop, my copy in the process. So, wicked. And you said, or you had a DS lot on here too? Or yeah, I, I that was that's the, other, that's yep, the yep. other one. Yeah, I was right. I was gonna bring it up again, but I was makes yeah. sense. Uh, <laughs> so moving on to tip corner, uh, we just share a, a tip for buying or selling um, anything that annoys you or makes deals easier or where to find deals, etc. Uh, starting with Ryan. Uh, so, I guess the easiest tip you can give anybody is just. Smartphones are great. You're your friend. <laughs> uh, just because I always, my tip is, um, well, I do most of my, I, I don't do rummage sale shopping anymore. I've given up on that. I've had, a, I've had luck once or twice with that, but I, I don't like getting up early on a Saturday, my day off the one day I want to sleep in. So um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And to, to me, know, it's like, I've, I've done, uh, so to me, it's, it's not, it's just not worth the effort to to do it because um, I just I've had no luck with it. I've had more luck with the thrift shops, thrift stores. Uh, so um, one thing I can give you is besides, I guess, uh, checking, uh, you know, besides checking the DVD section and CD section, also check the toy section. And some areas have some stores also have a kids DVD section that's off by the toys, not so much by the regular DVDs, and most recently I found a Nintendo Switch uh, power adapter there, an officially licensed by Nintendo. It was ripped open, but it was still in its bag, so when you open it up, it's still, you know, bagged uh, for $5, uh, because someone put it there. It was just, you know... Um, was it toys? Or... With the, was with the toys? It was uh, by the books and toys, basically, for kids. Uh, I don't know if 
some clerk put it there or where it was, but it was just right there. Uh, so I suggest checking there. I also recommend now, now you might not be able to um, find too much video game uh, memorabilia at it, but check the glass aisle at uh, thrift stores. I found uh, two Mario, Super Mario Brothers 2 candy jars in there for 50 cents a piece. And I believe they sell for close to $40 on eBay if you find them. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've seen that. You'll, you know, those old, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those old uh, glasses that have like, I don't know what that old art style on it where you could see like those McDonald's glasses where it has like Ronald McDonald. I know there's Star Wars cups. I, I wish I could, I mean, I'll bring up, let's see if I can send you a picture later here for, for displaying here. Because I don't know exactly what those are called, but it's like those late 80s. Uh, like drawn art glasses. I always kind of look for those, and I think those always sell for a pretty decent penny. I always check out the glass out. Just a quick walk by to see if you see anything that maybe catches your eye. You know, not your normal pine glass or with Coors Light on it. See if there's always like, uh, I've seen I've seen that Mario Two mug before, uh, in a pint glass. Uh, so that's why I caught my eye when I saw it in a candy jar. Um, uh, <laughs> besides, also besides, just check always check the cable box too. Um. You know, the boxes, you know, because they're always like 50 cents to a buck a cable. You will occasionally find, sometimes you'll find controllers buried in there or, you know, uh, the, and those are always you know, are key valuables. Like if you ever find a consoles, uh, lots of times I find consoles like a GameCube or a PS2 with no cords. Uh, so always nice to snag those up just so you can bag it with your console because no one is going to buy a console. Well, someone might if they have the cords and ready to go, but you will take a cut uh, not having a power cord. Or an AV cord, or something. So I always look to grab, you know, if I ever see the, you know, the regular plug-in for either a GameCube, a Super Nintendo, a 64, any or any power supply too, like an NES. Uh, those those sell for decent more money. Um, now I used to be able to say you could sell even like an Xbox 360 once, but those kind of stopped selling for me because uh, I used to have luck selling those for. Ten to fifteen dollars a piece on eBay now. Now, now I will sit on them because I think the market kind of dried up for the three sixty. But uh, I would say anything from probably the GameCube GameCube PS two era uh, for cords and everything are always worth picking up. Still, so I'd argue that the uh, Xbox three sixty power cord market probably dried up because there's so many red ring machines where people are just getting rid of the power cords. True, that's my guess. No, that's that's a good point. Especially the original ones, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's like three. Trade. I was gonna say there's like three or four different variations to the plug, yeah. so that also makes that the makes arcade, it a little bit harder. The regular one plus the slim, yeah. It makes it a little bit harder to sell because people, I think, you have to. Like, and when I was selling them on eBay, you have to show the end cap so people know what version they're buying here, and you have to show that it works basically. So, uh, I would say avoid 360 for now. If I could say for a power supply. Um, uh, because also those things weigh a ton, so you will get killed <laughs> on shipping too. Uh, so even like you said, if you want to say whatever, plus make them pay for shipping, they're looking at fifteen to twenty dollars for this cord basically. When you know when you walk into your probably normal store and probably buy it for fifteen dollars straight up, or it'll be twenty dollars to ship it here. Just ship yeah. it. Yeah. So it's I would say avoid 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 those for now because um, most cables don't weigh anything, uh, but. Yeah, cool. I love digging through the cables. I, I mm -hmm. every time I go to a Value Village, I have to go through that. Yeah. 
right. Uh, me, I'm next. Uh, my tip is to always make an offer. Um, you can't uh, make an offer after it's already sold, so make an offer as soon as you see it. Um, if you don't make an offer, you might regret it. I have several things where I'm like, I should have at least made an offer on that. Um, mostly Kijiji ads, just I should have just tried it, right? They're asking 40 bucks, I should have at least offered 30, at least. If I was willing to pay it, just try it. That's my yeah. tip. Yeah, absolutely. Josh? Uh, so mine, I'm going to go along with my uh, my reputation here, but there there are a lot of other ways to kind of make money uh, other than video games. So, I mean, uh, my own personal experience, because of, of uh, my job, I'm able to... Uh, to pick through the garbage. I, I, I'm not particularly a garbage man, but I do deal with garbage items. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that gets thrown out. I'm homeless. Yeah, I live, <laughs> in, a cardboard, I live in a cardboard box. Um, you know, a nice cardboard box you have there. I have a cardboard box garage, <laughs> and it's full right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff, especially in today's, uh, today's society, we're, we're kind of like a... Uh, what do you want to say? We're, we're, we take it, we use it. If it breaks in any way, we throw it out. Uh, it, we're, we're a disposable economy at this point. Yeah. Or a soci- or disposable society, I should say. Um, and there's a lot of things that get thrown up that thrown out that just they need a, a little bit of work or a little bit of fixing, and you can get them and you can fix them, and you can sell them for a profit. So I mean, in the past, uh, we found lawnmowers on the side of the road, like. Someone just took it out to the side of the, uh, to the end of the driveway, dropped it off, and we take it out. It's it's got a little bit of rust around the dynamo area. Yeah, you, you take a wire brush to it, you clean it up, and then instantly it works. And that's fifty bucks right there. Um, and it's it's literally like ten minutes of work, and it's fifty bucks. I mean, it, I really can't stress how <laughs> lawnmowers are great, especially the uh, the <laughs> the manual lawnmowers will sell more than the gas powered ones because everyone's the, the eco friendly mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll the, they'll pay more for manual labor. Um, <laughs> uh, and just trinkets. I mean, look around, even value villages or or garbage. Um, like find trinkets, collectibles, things that aren't necessarily gaming related, but you know are are unique or are different than things that you have, you, you've seen. Um, and just you know, going back to Ryan's tip, smartphones are your friend. Look them up, bring it up in your phone, do a quick eBay search, see what it's selling for, uh, and that's a great way to like just kind of ex- like expand your selling know-how, your selling knowledge uh, to see what's out there, uh, and even like. When I was in my job, I would get garbage or cans, like beer bottles and cans, and that was an extra hundred dollars every week or two weeks, just from that, because uh, people are too lazy to take them back for a refund. So you know what? If you find enough people not willing to take them back, I'll take them back and I'll make the money off of it. So, uh, so yeah, just use use what you can, uh, and also like any other interest you have. So if you if you like music, you know, go through the vinyl records, see if you can find something collectible. If you like uh, electronics, look at other electronics or, you know, books. There's a lot of books out there that if you find complete sets, you can sell them off for a profit. I know for one, the Harry Potter set, everyone kind of glosses over it now. But if you have a full set of Harry Potter books, that will sell for over $100. And you could probably get them for under five bucks each. (laughs) So you could be, what, like $20 to $30 in, all in, and you'd you'd make 100 bucks out of it. So... Yeah, just just use everything that you have 
if if you're if you're serious about video game collecting or collecting in general, you know, just use whatever instincts you have, whatever knowledge you have to just make a little profit on the side. Good tip, I like it. Can I ask you a quick question? This is relating to sure. uh, smartphones here, and uh, I just want to know. I've seen this recently. I haven't seen this until about a month ago, but ever since I saw it about a month ago, uh, I've seen it at least three times at thrift stores. Um, have you seen or do you guys use a scanner with your smartphone? I knew you were going to say that. A, a barcode scanner? <laughs> I don't, but uh, I watch several YouTubers that have been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, I know with the Amazon app, you could just use your camera and it'll check this barcode and tell you, you what can, it's You worth. can do that with eBay, the eBay app as well. Okay. You can yeah. just yeah scan barcodes and have a look. Uh, the only thing about it is uh, maybe that one might take a little bit longer because I'm seeing these guys, they have it right at the top of their phone. And they're going like this, barcode, barcode. Yeah, the external ones. Yeah, those, the external ones, yeah. Seriously, those are for very ones. serious, very serious sellers because those scanners aren't cheap. They're like around hundred, hundred fifty dollars yeah. each. And I've seen three people in the last month do this, and like, and they just go through every single DVD. They're not even like concerned oh, about games. They're no. just there, and they like, I see these. They'll fill up a shopping cart full of DVDs. I've heard people do it with books mostly, but yeah, DVDs books as well. Um, the, fluffy, fluffy gamer does it with DVDs. He looks for out of actually. Sorry, he doesn't barcode scan them. He knows a lot of out of print DVDs and rare DVDs and buys them. If you watch Fluffy Gamer on you, Fluffy Gamer on YouTube. I just didn't know those are valuable. That's the thing. I like DVDs. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's hard. It's yeah. hard to find the good ones, which yeah. is why they have the machine so they can do it quickly, sure. right? Mm -hmm. It's the same with books. A lot of people do the same thing with books, where they'll just scan all the books in a whole like thrift store and find the one that's worth sixty bucks. Buy it for five bucks or two bucks or whatever, and there you go. There's your money made for the day. Buck a book by me. Buck a buck a DVD. Buck a movie. Buck a Crazy. buck a CD. That's why they're there. <laughs> yeah, that, those are for very serious resellers, I would say. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Unless unless you're hitting the thrift store, the thrift store every day, and that's like your job, I wouldn't say it's worth it. Well, I do hit it almost every day. It's just I don't. It's not my job. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of those are Bluetooth. I actually picked up a wired uh, USB one uh, barcode scanner at a, at a Goodwill last year. Um, intending to use that for categorizing my or cataloging my games, but never really did because it's too much work to put all the numbers in and everything. But I could technically hook that up to my phone with USB and then have a barcode scanner. It basically just works as a keyboard. It scans the number and then types the number for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is Eric. And Melissa. From the Mighty Q-Dog YouTube channel and the Q-Dog House. And we want to take a second to talk to you about Retro Fandango. Fandango is made up of a couple of Siskel and Ebert wannabes who sometimes play video games. They think their opinion matters and they bring their complaints and rants into every show. Topics range from how much the NES Classic sucks to how much the SNES Classic sucks. And if you do miss what they have to say, they'll probably repeat it like a broken record on the next show. Every Wednesday, if they get around to posting an episode, you can get your fill of Ramfox and Buried on Mars on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or Google Play. Retro Fandango, for when you have nothing else to listen to. And we're back! And you didn't even notice it. <laughs> and everybody's here, unlike other podcasts. Okay, moving on. <laughs> So the next section is story time. Story time. Uh, is any any stories you got to tell or any lessons learned, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, starting with me. 
So uh, an update on my gaming budget. I am now $94.70 in the hole on my entire gaming collection. So that's how much my whole collection has cost me out of pocket. Um, I have lots of things to sell, so I'm not worried about making that back and hopefully some more that I can use to buy more stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I do have that Yeez Origin to sell, which is pretty much that $100, I believe, because that was yeah. uh, with shipping and everything was a hundred. So yeah, 94, 94.46 was how much it cost with shipping. So yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. No one wants to hear me talk anyway. So uh, moving <laughs> on to Josh. Uh, me again. Uh, all right. So um, a while ago I posted a, a picture, uh, not a picture, a status that I had taken a bunch of uh, movies and TV shows and music CDs and everything like that. Uh, and I'd taken it to our, our local store here called Bico's On. I don't know if they have Bico's On in the States. Do they, Ryan? It doesn't sound yeah. familiar, from, at least in my area. Okay. It could be a regional thing, too. It could be regional. So It could be. And it's like used used mu music and movies and games, basically. Um, and uh, all the stuff that I found that I brought in was all the stuff I found in the garbage, basically. So, again, free stock. <laughs> um and I basically took it all in, and I said, here, uh, have a look at it. And they said, we're not going to be able to get to it today. Uh, we'll, let, we'll contact you in about a week, <laughs> and we'll let you know how much uh, credit you have. I was like, oh, geez, a week. That's, uh, that's pretty ridiculous, but okay, I guess. I mean, I don't have anything into them, so, like, whatever. It's just time at this point. So uh, I didn't hear anything back last week. I still hadn't heard anything, but today I actually went in uh, with my slip and you know, it's like, hey, what's going on with my stuff? And they had everything there. They just either forgot about me or hoping I'd forget. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, I got some credit for it. Uh, they were going to offer me $65 cash or like $87 credit. Um, nice. So, and the, it, it wasn't even everything. They only took half the stuff. The rest was still out of the garage. I was wondering about okay. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff that I, I thought was actually decent i guess they either have overstock of or uh, just not interested doesn't sell hmm. uh, so they passed on that so uh i still i mean so i took the credit uh and this is the same kind of uh what i talked to you about derek about you know you use your best buy gift card and you turn that into cash to use anywhere you're not locked to one space so i basically walked around the store and found stuff that was worth the credit value in cash rather uh so yeah. rather than take 65 dollars cash i'm sure i could make like closer to 80 some dollars in cash uh and so they had uh two copies of zelda ocarina of time so i'll show that to you guys there uh one marked for 40 one marked for 50 <laughs> they're too low <laughs> <laughs> sorry up here that's all right no you can't see them down here what are you talking about no i can't <laughs> so one is the the gray cart one is the collector's uh gold cart uh the gold oh, cart they had pricing yeah, they, they, I guess they know the difference. So um, so I had to pay an extra like $5 out of pocket to get both of these. But considering my stock was completely free, I only yeah. paid $5 for these two. Yep. Uh, which I think is totally worth it. So I, mm -hmm. I will sell those off. And the collector's one goes for uh, even, even if it goes for the 50 that they wanted, I'm still going to make. If I sell them for these prices, that's $90. I was going to say... Uh... For seventy nine dollars and four cents, you could have got 
X-Men animated series, uh, volumes one, two, three, four, and five, which they had in stock at their various stores last week. Which Ryan wants. <laughs> I'm looking. And I've I have told, volume I've, one too. I'll save that oh. for my story time. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's going to go off. Yeah. I've actually been watching it for him just to see, because they have uh, 40% off sales various times throughout the year. So. Oh, mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to $13.99 for each one. Ouch. How much is it going for? $13.99 for each season. Okay. For each disc. Uh, yeah, not season, right? It's volume, yeah. Of the five. Yeah, Sorry, I have I have volume one and I have volume one and two. I'd like to complete that set too. So oh, would you? Would you? Because they have one, two, and four still in stock. Three and five are currently reserved for someone that uh, had them set it aside. I think we just need to get uh, Bill to watch out at his value villages and uh, <laughs> get them for us for a, a buck each. Yeah. Um, right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was too perfect that you had about eighty dollars credit there because that's. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then other like other than that, I've got like a just a lot more like garbage stories. So I, I don't know how much you guys want to hear about this. So just cut me off anytime. I don't have uh, much, so go ahead. <laughs> I've uh, I I did a video about this recently. So if if you're interested in actually seeing more about this, you can check out my YouTube channel. Which plugs will be later, but um, the the craziest thing that I found so far that I think is just a box of like old Sega stuff. So Sega Master System games, uh, a Sega Saturn console, a Sega Master System console, uh, some controllers, all the cords, um, some Game Gear bo uh, boxes and games and manuals, uh, some Sega Saturn cases and manuals only, no games, unfortunately. Uh, so, I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I think that was probably one of my best gaming finds. Uh, I also found an Atari Lynx completed box with about seven or eight games inside. Uh, the Lynx itself doesn't work, unfortunately, but... Still, it's pretty cool to have as a display piece. Um, expensive games. I found like uh, Smash Bros. Me uh, Smash Bros. Melee, Mario Kart Double Dash, uh, Star Foxes, um, Call of Cthulhu on Xbox. Can you Xbox. imagine the stuff that's going in the regular trash? Like, can you imagine stuff I'm not finding? That's like, what I mean. Yeah, like, like anywhere else, or people just throw in a garbage bag and throw on the curb at the end of the day or or at the end of the week. Like, oh, man. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not at the place where they dump all the time. So all the stuff that's yeah. slipping through my fingers. So people say, oh, yeah, well, these games, there's a lot out there. But are there really? Because I know how much, I know how many games actually go in the garbage. I don't, you could say, yeah, there were 10,000 copies of something print. But that doesn't mean there's 10,000 copies out there still, especially if they're older stuff. Like the Sega stuff, it was literally a box that said old toys, Sega. And it's yeah, just like thrown in the garbage. I didn't, I didn't see the video yet. I saw the thumbnail. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I was able to grab those and save them from getting destroyed and sent down to, to Michigan. So <laughs> Crazy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I found a completed box Wii. I mean, you're talking about getting one for free. I, I found one in the garbage for free. <laughs> uh, it was, it was in, in pieces, so I found the box, and I found like all the pieces, so I had to, I had to gather it all together. I mean, a little bit muddy like they are sometimes. You wipe them up, you clean it up. You test it, it works fine. So just a lot of stuff like that. Um, and I mean, there's stuff that I find that I don't show you guys. So again, all the movies and music that I'm finding, um, that all just gets put aside and to get traded in at some point. I have a nice pair of like studio speakers that I found. Someone just threw them out one day. Um, I have a TV in my bedroom that someone threw out. Like it's like a 32-inch 
Sony flat screen TV works perfectly yeah. fine. I picked up an LG on the side of the road a couple months ago. I, I was just like, eh, it's a TV. Let's see if it works. We need one in our bedroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, yeah, it, like I said, people are just like, oh, I don't need this anymore. I got a bigger one. What am I going to do with it? Oh, I could donate it, but that's too much work. Put it at the end of the driveway, <laughs> right? Or throw it, throw in the dumpster that, that I, the threw, uh, I had my sh- my roof done. So there's shingles in there. Oh, I'll just throw, throw it in there and then it'll get t- taken away. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And I mean, it, it's terrible to think that like, this is what our society has become, but on the bright side, like I'm, I'm profiting great off of it. So at the same time, I don't want it to stop. <laughs> yeah. I like fixing stuff. I would love to do that too. I, I'm jealous of your job for that reason. <laughs> I wish I could just Trust find me, stuff. That's, that's about the, the best part of my job. The rest of it's not that great. <laughs> And that's not every day. Like, don't think that every day I'm coming back with something. Like, there was a while when I first started. Yeah, every day I'd come back with, oh, look what I found. I found this. I found, like, the other day I found a bunch of, like, board games, uh, like, complete in box, like, Risk, Monopoly, stuff, like, special editions and stuff. So I brought those home. I don't know what I'll do with them yet. Um, But, I mean, I get to a point now where my wife's just like, you need to stop bringing stuff home. We don't have room for this stuff. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that with buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it I mean it's good, but it's it's not the the glorious job I don't I think a lot of people envision it to be. But I mean it's great. It's good it for what moments. it is. But, yeah, it has its moments. That's exactly. Cool. All right. Well, uh you can always mention more later if you think of it. Um we'll move on to Ryan for now. Ryan, you got anything? Uh I don't have any real stories, but I'll tell my little X-Men animated series stories again. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> uh, so one of the stores that actually I said is dried up, uh, but they still have a decent DVD section. And uh, I know I've seen it. They had the one uh, Nintendo series where it's got Captain N and I guess it has some Mario episodes mixed in there too, that DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a pretty decent price, but it's not the complete Captain N collection. That one's a pretty valuable DVD if you can find it. Uh, but they actually had X-Men 1, 3, and 5, I want to say, for the animated series. So I'd be missing 2 and 4. Uh, but they went $10 for it, for the, each for those DVDs, uh, which is... I know, because most of the DVDs in the store are $2. So that's why it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's it's a hard... It's a pass. They've been there for over a couple weeks, but I, I'm always tempted to buy it. But because it's not complete, you know, it's kind of like... And I know it was never released here in the United States, those X-Men animated series. Same with, I believe, Spider-Man, the animated series, was released in Canada, not in the United States, on DVD. Mm, that sucks. Those would be screwed. Yeah, I love those cartoons. I watched them yeah, growing up. Yeah, good. I did too. That was my era of cartoons growing up, basically. I, I mean, I, I started with Turtles as my era, and I kind of ended... Uh, Kind of ended uh, a little after those shows ended because then like Power Rangers came into effect, I guess, where I kind of stopped watching cartoons for a while. Um, but yeah, that's I would love to have the cartoon shows I grew up as a kid, like Bucky O'Hare on DVD. I would like to uh, buy that series. I like to buy DuckTales and, and maybe Chippendales, just the ones, the shows I watched growing up, because I think they, I still think they kind of hold up, even though some of the animation not, might not be the best. Yeah, I've gone back. Uh, they're still DuckTales. fun to watch. I've gone back and watched DuckTales and loved that. Mm-hmm. Got my son watching it, although he wasn't, he wasn't thrill, enthralled in it. He did like that it was airplanes and the kid and, you know, all that stuff, but he wasn't into it as much as I still am. <laughs> my, 
I gave my nephews, I had originally before I got as a Christmas gift, I, I got that Turtle Van DVD case. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw the complete series. Uh, I had the first couple of uh, discs or seasons, if you will, like loose or not loose, but individually. Uh, I gave them to my nephews because they started getting into the new Turtle series and they liked, they liked the, they wanted more basically. So uh, their, uh, their father had to, you know, start searching for them because. They, they dug the the new series. So I still think some of the stuff holds up, even though the animation not, might be up to snuff. But most today, most of today's shows for kids are all like that computer generated, you know, yeah, animation. So that's a big turnoff for me. I'd rather just watch, you know, something hand drawn, I guess, if you will, or reboot. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good show. I actually, I actually too. went back a little while ago, uh, and and went through Amazon. They were having a sale on a lot of their DVDs and I bought like all, all the cartoons I used to watch when I was a kid. So like DuckTales, Goof Troop, um, The Tick, just a bunch of them. And I think I spent, I think it was like a hundred bucks, but I got all of them shipped to me at once. Um, That's pretty cool. uh, So yeah, my son's almost a year now. So I'm looking forward to like starting to watch those with him when he's starting to get interested in, watching TV and cartoons, it'll be, at least it'll be something entertaining for me to watch too, you know, so. Yeah, I think around the time my son was around two, which was probably too early, but we started watching the new Ninja Turtles together, and it was good, and he liked it, but uh, we kind of dialed it back when he was around three and four, because then he's getting more rough playing. Yeah. Try yeah. to copy the, you know, ninja skills. So we had to <laughs> dial on, it's, that's, that's normal boy stuff. That's, we, know, were doing that. we were doing that as kids, you know, let him be a kid. Now he's in let school. Him, let, him, <laughs> let him kick a kid. Let him punch a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this kid's going to learn. He's going to learn real good. Yeah. He's actually the tallest boy in his class, so he might Great actually hurt bullying. <laughs> start Just start watching those Chippendales. That'll, that'll calm down. Yeah, he did watch that a little bit. My wife talked him into that one. Actually, my wife got Under the Umbrella Tree for her birthday from her brother. Uh, if anybody saw that show, it might have been Canadian only. That's, that's that a long time ago. Well Meyer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, totally off topic, right? <laughs> hey, it's story time. Okay. I think that's uh, all completely in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. It is. We just went on a huge tangent about DVDs, but that's okay. It is part sure. of story time. <laughs> it's interesting. I didn't know that Spider Man one was exclusive here, too. That's sad. I added it to my watch list on Beacos On. <laughs> I mean, I haven't downloaded. From the dark web, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't gonna like, say that, but yeah. I would still like to, I would still like to own it though. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to own it. I, I don't know. I want to see. My, it. It's my pre backup for before, when I find the DVDs. You know. <laughs> it's, 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 it'll be it'll be legal eventually. So you can watch it like on your computer on the go, right? That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> your legal mobile version. All right, uh, let's move on. Next section is uh, discussion slash questions. Um, this has kind of just become what? Do you, how do you track your collection, basically? Um, so we're going to start off with Josh. Uh, do you track your collections and your purchases and sales? Um, I don't, unfortunately. For the amount that I sell, you'd think that I would. Um, and the, I, I did think about it doing it for a long time, but honestly, I just don't have the time or the motivation to do it. Uh, but I kind of have like a running tally in my head so i i know i'm in the negative and i do need to 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 move up a little bit so um i just need to get my button gear and start you know putting some more stuff on ebay yeah. um 
that's my problem too. I have all this <laughs> junk sitting on the table behind me that I have to sell that's left over from Barry. <laughs> so that motivation's hard to get sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and you just look at the mountain of stuff, you're like, ah, oh, not today. Yeah, wh- which do I pick first? The stuff that yeah. I need to take good photos of and, and it's important or the stuff that's not going to sell as easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how much time you're going to put into it and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, as far as tracking my collection though, um, I just started actually the past uh, last week, actually, I, I actually buckled down to, to start tracking my collection. Um, I have a, an app called game. I, so it's G A M E Y E. Um, it's on Android. I'm not sure if it's on Apple, but I'm or iOS. I'm sure it probably is. Um, and the reason I picked this one is because it really helps for tracking my Game Gear collection. Because rather than sit there and input every single uh, title in by hand, uh, you can use your camera app, and it will actually scan the cart. And I would say eight to nine times out of ten, it'll just it can look at the cart and know what it is and add it to your collection. So kind of like kind of like barcode scanning, but just actually just looking at a cartridge hmm. and it'll just pick it out. So, and it does that for like game boy. And I think a lot of loose, like portable stuff, it'll just pick it out. So that's what I, I've been using. Uh, it's completely free, which is nice. And, uh, common for, for video game collection apps. Most of them aren't free. Yeah. Which I, I went through a bunch and I just was not happy with them. Uh, this, there's no ads or anything in it either, which is great. And it's, I like it because it also keeps like a running tally of how many games you have and what they're all worth. So like you can get like a total value of your collection or a specific library. Um, that's crazy. So that's that's kind of fun. Cause I have another one that doesn't, I have another one that I use. I can't remember what it's called now, but it doesn't do uh, values at all. Like at all. Uh, and it kind of bothers yeah. me. Uh, it's sort of apps game collection. Okay. And I think I, I saw a couple and they didn't have that feature. And that's one of the ones I was really interested in knowing um, just to yeah. keep tabs on like what's actually worth stuff. Uh, it's, it's not perfect. I mean, there's still a couple of bugs. There's some games it doesn't recognize uh, as like collector's editions or limited editions and things like that. It won't, it yeah, won't pick sense. it up. That's not bad. But I mean, other, yeah, it's still, it, for the most part, it gets, it has all of them there. So that's the one I've been using. Cool. And you're an interesting uh, note. Yeah, so any, yeah, any so fun my, statistics is the, the lead up to that. <laughs> I was waiting for my, my yeah, the lead up question. So it doesn't <laughs> look like I'm dominating the conversation here. Uh, so but my interesting statistics. Uh, so my Vita collection, uh, PlayStation Vita, um, is actually one of my smallest collections. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to say it's the smallest, but it's one of the smallest, probably third or fourth. And yet it's the second most valuable value-wise, uh, like dollar-wise overall for my entire collection, which I think is pretty interesting. So That is, yeah. Like, my my PlayStation 4, I think I have... My Xbox 360 and PlayStation 4, I have the most games for. So those ones are obviously, like, they're shooting up. And actually, my Vita game is... My Vita collection is worth more than my Xbox One, obviously. Uh, my PlayStation 4 collection edges up my Vita collection just barely, but I have three times as many games for it. So the sheer volume... Yeah, yeah. Uh, of games is what is what also yeah, so. I guess Vita games just hold their value, whereas yeah, they just Xbox they One or PS4, their the game comes out, the value goes up, right? Is up high, it starts dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping, and it just tapers off. Whereas yeah. the Vita seems to be holding longer. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's all like I really find the Vita really fun to collect for, mostly because it's hard. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna find a lot of uh, games for it. So like it swaps. I'm always looking around and having fun trying to see what's out there and, and try to get a good deal on it. And, I got a good uh, deal on my Vita, and I have nothing to play on it. <laughs> like, oh, essentially, I have Mod, Na- Mod Nation Razors, and I think I just picked up Little Big Planet not long ago. But I got the Vita itself for forty bucks with a bunch of games. And I I never play it because I just can't find anything to play. Oh, you're, you're missing out. There's a lot of good games out there. I don't like RPGs, which is one uh, problem. I, I'm not a, I'm not an RPG guy either. Okay. There's there's a lot of good good action stuff out there though. So all right, you send me a list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and as far as total games, I'm around the 1,200 mark. So nice, which is pretty impressive. I didn't think I had that many, but again, just going over. Adding all my games in the last week or so—that's that's the number I'm. I'm, I'm just under, officially on my app, but I know that I've won my Atari Link stuff. I haven't put in yet, so yeah, just count the ones you have for sale anyway. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, then I'm thirteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Interesting. All right, uh, Ryan, you track your purchases and sales at all? Uh, I do, uh, and I guess I pay for my applications. Uh, I, I use several of the collector ones. Uh, they helped. I, they do help. Uh, they cost about five dollars a piece, but um, I had gift cards to use them for. You know, Apple iTunes cards, and I don't buy music very often on my iTunes. I I rather just listen to my music. I guess on uh, YouTube. As a, you know, or uh, <laughs> buy, buy the real CD as opposed to downloading it digitally to my phone. Uh, so I will cash in those iTunes cards on maybe an application like the NES Collector because that's how I bought mine. I got them for like, you know, people throw you know, if they don't know what to get you, they'll just get you like an iTunes card or something. Uh, so that's how I bought my my apps for those. Um, now they give you like a rough, rough estimated price. Uh, they did help. Uh, I have a complete North American loose N64 collection. Um nice. And I, I didn't start off with these applications and tracking. It was mostly having to look online and see, uh, you know, before smartphones. Because I've been collecting probably since two thousand and two. I want to say because that's when I got my first job and with my first paycheck, I bought my NES, uh, rebought NES, um, and I've been was buying games slowly until about two thousand eleven when the giant boom happened and I could no longer find the, the, the games I was finding for four dollars a piece for. For four dollars a piece, I you know, the price started jumping up from. Um, so, like that, then I started discovering these applications. Um, at first, uh, like I said, like it it helps because my two main goals always kind of in life when I started collecting was I wanted a uh, complete uh, N64 collection loose. It doesn't matter. I'm not. I can't play it with the box basically. Uh, and I think the cover project is just fine in my opinion. Uh, and same thing with the NES because those two consoles I had the most nostalgia for. So, and I never had many games as a kid growing up. So it was always kind of a dream of mine that one day when I had money, I would buy all these games basically. Um, but gra- I granted those aren't the only two consoles I collect for. Uh, the other consoles I collect for basically are, it's almost everything from the NES going forward with the exception of maybe like an Atari Jaguar or something, um, uh, or a Neo Geo, something, something ridiculous. Uh, 3DO, yeah. Um, I think you should like get that. the Game Gear collection. I think that's uh, it's pretty towards that. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you handle that one for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm, I wasn't really a big portable gamer growing up. Um, but basically, so with the Genesis Super Nintendo, I'm not going for a complete collection. I'm just going up. There's a game that I see that looks interesting. I'll pick it up. Um, 
same thing with PlayStation, Dreamcast, uh, anything like that, basically. So I really don't track those uh, so much. Um, I mean, at least I do, but it's it's not really like I'm like pursuing crossing stuff off, basically. Uh, I know I need to go back and reorganize everything. Everything's kind of a total mess, but I'm also probably in the process of moving. So one uh, that officially happens, I will reorganize everything and try to calculate i know i don't have too many doubles the doubles i do have are all set aside uh for for sale purposes uh, or trade purposes um anytime someone says hey what do you get for trade then i can just go straight to my trade pile um but as for anything i don't have anything besides the applications to track my my uh my uh my collection um okay. as for i guess anything interesting <laughs> since since completing my n64 collection I've kind of started looking into maybe now um, it's not something that I'm heavily pursuing, but like the games that weren't released in the United States or, or, or North America, if you will, games that released maybe just Japan only. Cause now there's a lot of reproductions being made that are English translated. Uh, and I'm only really looking right now at the ones I'm not looking to get all of them, but just the ones that are seen as games that North America missed out on. Uh, and they're pretty interesting. Um, like Wonder Project, uh, Wonder Project Two J Two, is uh, I'm a game I'm looking at right now for reproduction. And even though I already own it, uh, and it's perfectly playable because the game I think was to come out in North America, but was uh, canceled at the last minute. Last minute is Sin and Punishment. It's just you have to get past the the menu screen, which is all in Japanese. Uh, I would like to know what everything is on the screen, basically, that I'm seeing. Uh, but most of the game, there's vo- uh, English voice actors. Uh, even, like, the stat screen, when you start playing the game, is all in English. Get bonus. Uh, see- yeah, get bonus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so I would like, because it is fun, and I really like the, the Wii sequel, so I kind of want to just have that where I could read everything on the screen. And there's several other games I'm eyeing up to for these... Uh, reproductions at the moment so cool interesting okay cool uh you have a total at all or not well, I, mean, I, you don't, but I don't uh all separate apps and you don't have everything in the app so it makes sense yeah and like i said like i don't have an app for ps2 or anything like that so that's yeah it's it's high i've been collecting since 2002 so it's it's yeah. it's up there so cool all right um to me i already talked about everything i've already said it a hundred times but uh i did just recently try the collectors app uh clz games on android and uh it seems pretty good for what it is i it's a free trial lets you add 100 100 games um to try it out and i enjoyed using it so far to add that 100 games because i did mostly barcode based games uh, I tried a couple that weren't just to see how good the search in the database were. Um, and it's not really bad at all. It seems pretty good. Um, slightly better than what I have in the sorted apps game. But the price of $18.95 is just really deterring me from wanting to buy that. And even worse is the $18.95 doesn't include some of the features they have like a desktop app, which I know Dean really likes, the desktop version. I think he... Uh, primarily use the desktop version for his entire uh, collection of figures and stuff. Um, but I don't know, 1895 for just to track my games. I, I already bought the 
the sorted apps one, but it doesn't do game values and it crashes or used to crash on me all the time. I haven't used it recently and my games in it just are completely out of date. I've sold off some and I might as well start from scratch basically. Yeah. And then the, it's, it's database on the sorted apps is just messy. Like you go to scan a game and you'll have 10 of the same game. It's like, I don't know which one to pick. Um, the collector's app has something similar, but it tells you their variants, right? It tells you like one's North American, one's this, one's, I don't think it tells, I didn't see any that were collector's editions, but still it gives you the variants and gives you more information on where it's from. Whereas the sorted apps one was not, not, not that clear. Uh, and there are a lot of duplicates because it looks like it's a mostly user submitted database on sorted apps. So I don't know if it's worth buying or not. I may just um, hold off until I get more cash in the um, Google Rewards money. Yep. Uh, if you have an Android, you can use Google Rewards to answer surveys about places you shop and things like that, and they'll give you money for for answering those questions. Usually, like ten to thirty cents per per uh, survey. But not yeah, to mention I, not to mention this YouTube money you're gonna be making with this channel of yours. Yeah, I don't put ads <laughs> on anything. <laughs> so no money. <laughs> I, I thought I would uh, not put ads on anything until I actually have content worth watching, and that hasn't happened yet. So uh, <laughs> so uh, the next section here is uh, listener questions. Um, we did not get any questions tweeted to us. Oh, we just got one from Muddy Q Dog. What? Oh, I'm glad you're watching because I wasn't. <laughs> I had my window open on our chat. All right, let me get this. Mighty Q Dog's question is: When is the best time of day to go thrifting? What about a day of week? It's a good one. Um, well, let, we let the thrift have... master go here. Yeah, there you go, Ryan. Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> it, I found, at least from from my experience, um, uh, there was you have to find certain stores. I think had better days there's uh the place that i call the the honey hole that musty when he comes up to his sister lives fairly close to where i live um one of the there's a good well very close to her house that best day always seemed to be tuesday for that store now there's no discount on that day uh but for some reason that store always got hit up you just gotta hit it up every day every you have to hit up the stores in your general area you will see a pattern basically um I found it was probably, I couldn't tell you what time of the day. I would always just hit it up probably after work. Um, there's, I I don't know, I can't say what's it called, uh, when they put out, because it's all sporadic now. Um, so I don't think going the beginning of the day is a thing because they're constantly getting stuff in inventory and pricing throughout the day, and once they fill up a cart, it gets pushed out. It's not something, uh, I would say end of the day is terrible, uh, so, cause there's nothing you can put out at the end of the day, but I would say maybe either your lunch break or actually you know what the, probably the best time is if you don't work, uh, like a certain during the day, uh, like Monday through Friday work day, if you go between probably like, uh, like two and three o'clock right before people get out of work, you might have a really good shot of getting something. I've, I found a stack of super Nintendo games before and, um, it was like at probably around a two o'clock, three o'clock, or I think it's right in that gap, maybe between people's lunch breaks and before the end of the, their work day. So maybe if you could take a really late lunch, uh, that's me a suggestion. Um, otherwise, I've always had somewhat luck right after work too. Um, that five o'clock, six o'clock. If you go, you know, uh, you might see that pattern like I did from that one store where Tuesdays just really seem to be the day where 
maybe I, I know some Goodwills. I don't think every thrift store because never everyone's a franchise. Um, <laughs> they uh, they get stuff sent to their stores too to help keep their stores full of stock. Um, and I think Tuesdays, at least at this store, was their drop off day. Um, and I also think Tuesday was a really good day because um, my theory was, at least during the summertime from this store, was people, you know, have their rummage sales on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so they, if whatever didn't sell at their store, you know, at the rummage sale, they take it on Monday. And then more likely stuff gets organized, sorted, and then put out on Tuesday. That was also my theory going into why Tuesdays were the best day, at least for this store. Now, I can't swear by every store, but at least I think that this location, you know, was the main reason why it has probably a decent amount probably of uh, rummage sales through the summer there. So um, that was just my theory why Tuesdays were probably the best day. Interesting. Good tips. Uh, yeah, it's really about like finding what days what days are good in your own particular area, right? So Yeah, I was going to say I, I went into the uh, St. Jacob's uh, St. Value Village uh, several months ago now, and I was just curious because uh, I forget what it was. I think it was like I went there one day and noticed there was nothing new. So I asked an employee, or maybe she even mentioned, I can't remember. But uh, they said that they actually do their sorting and pricing uh, Tuesday to Saturday at that location. So that was good information to have. They know that there's no point in going on Sunday or Monday. They're pretty much never going to be anything new. So you, yeah. you know not to waste your time going on one of those days. So, I mean, even Tuesday might be not great compared to a Wednesday where they've gotten more into the thick of it, right? Yeah. So. Good information to have, and you can just ask them, and they might just tell you. Yeah, they'll just tell you. You could probably ask them the same thing as as uh, Ryan was saying too. With with if they get shipments from other places, if you, they can tell you when that usually comes in, you could probably get a little uh, ahead of the game that way. Uh, just asking somebody that works there. Especially I've, if, it's I've a had... if it's a franchise thrift store, I would say for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say some some of the best uh, success I've had of. Happy days, so like rainy days, snowy days, ice days, um, days where a lot of people don't want to go out, a lot of people are staying home, that's the day I'll go out to the thrift, because I, I know a lot of people aren't going to be out there, so that's when I found like uh, like a Dreamcast, like, it, I'm, Derek, I'm sure you know there's a lot of sharks in the, in the area, a lot of resellers oh, yeah. in, in, in the area, and I, if there's anything good out, it's going to be grabbed within minutes, almost, Um and I went out during an ice storm and uh, to the Value Village that was still open. And yeah, I found a, a Dreamcast just sitting on the shelf for ten bucks. <laughs> That's so, crazy, especially around here. Yeah, There's just so many. I mean, think about it. Me and you both live in this area, and CJR lives in this area. So yeah, <laughs> that alone, <laughs> plus all the stores and all the people that sell the stores, plus all the random people you don't expect to be a reseller, like that one older Indian guy that I always see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually you know what i don't know if you're gonna keep this in the podcast but he actually moved to mississauga and he still drives out here to check their stores oh wow that's crazy no i'll leave every once in a while because I, I actually i sold i put a super nintendo up on kijiji and uh it kind of just sat around for like a month you know what I, I had a ton of offers if everyone's just like oh you know i'll give you 30 40 bucks for it i'm like no i'm not doing that yeah and i finally this guy just answered he's like yeah i'll take it and he showed up and it was that old indian guy that came to my house that's funny <laughs> And bought it's it. And, and he's he's going to take it to Mississauga, and he's going to sell it for more. For sure, yeah, makes sense. Why not? It's leads to your house too. Yeah. So and, yeah, I just I I I recognized them, and I just said, oh, I don't see you around the thrift stores. So he he recognizes me. Uh, like we've seen each other in stores enough that we know who each other are. 
Uh, and I've gotten to the point, like, if I walk into a, uh, see him there, I'll just walk out, because I, I know there's no <laughs> point. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to beat him to the next one, you know, so. I remember what his name was in my spreadsheet, because he always emails with Khadiji with a different name, but, uh, it's not there. I was going to say how many things like, he's, he, I've bought or sold from him, because it's been a lot. But yeah, yeah. I bought from him a couple times. Yeah, I've, I've sold to him a lot. I've actually ran into him in a store too, in a game store, doing trade-ins. He goes, he goes to CJR's house all the time. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's funny. Well, I, last time I was at his at CJR's place, we were talking about the, the the resellers that come, and he's just like, he just put a bunch of stuff up. He's like, yeah, I got this guy coming. He, he every time I put up a lot of stuff, he's like, what else do you have? And he'll literally just come and buy almost everything. So it, it's got to be that guy, right? So yeah. that's funny. I don't have I don't remember what his name's uh, in his email, but it doesn't matter. No one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The local uh, gossip of Exactly, Felix. right? <laughs> he's always in the thrift stores. Uh, he's everywhere. Okay. Um so Josh, do you have any other answers to this or not? The best time to go and day of the week? No, just like I said, if you, you right. go on a day when, when no one's around yes, or no one true. wants to go. The bad weather, that's, that's a good point because we often go thrifting when it's nice if, weather. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's why everyone wants to go out, right? So, pick pick the times that people aren't going to be out. Like even even now coming up, Oktoberfest is coming out, coming up uh, soon here, which is like a big uh, German beer drinking festival. Uh, it obviously German origins. We're a German town, so um, uh, like I said, a lot of people are going to be Oktoberfesting. That's a good time to hit the thrift stores. Like, you know, yeah. if, if people are going to be at your local fair, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be at the thrift store. So, I mean, concerts or anything like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Big concerts coming up. No one's going to thrift stores. Go check it out. So I'm going to use that next huge snowstorm. I'm like, honey, I'm going to the thrift store. <laughs> What's well, even, about you? even the, like, um, Ryan, you said even when you came up for Barry game exchange, like before you came to the event, I don't know if you went to, uh, like value village or whatever, you go and check other areas before you came to the swap or whatever. Yeah. That's a, that's a great tip to do. Like a lot of people are not, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go buy games. Why would I go look for games at Value Village? Yeah. You know, like, th- there's a good opportunity right there. Just find opportunities where, where a lot of people, are, a majority of people are, are going to be attracted to another event and go the, go the opposite direction, right? So, yeah. That's good. No, right. I'm, planning, uh, I'm planning on doing that when I, uh, I believe me and Dean uh, fly in the same day on Thursday uh, for Portland. Uh, we're going to get a rental car and... Uh, I believe that's the plan for that day is maybe hit up a few stores, basically. Drive around Portland, see if we can find something. Well, I know what we're all going to do when we go to Chicago. <laughs> that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. You, you, you stay an hour and a half south of me. That's perfectly fine. No problem. I'm not planning on leaving that down. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't leave like a 20-block square radius. <laughs> all right. Uh, so... Since there weren't many viewer questions, we have a couple uh, we're going to just take a look at uh, that have come up when in talking uh, randomly to other people. So one thing is, uh, on eBay, do you sell as fixed price or auction? Uh, myself, I always sell fixed price. Um, I never find that, or I, I've never done an auction yet. I just was about to do one, and then I regretted it and changed it to fixed price, and it sold. So <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, I almost always do auction uh, with the exception of a couple things that maybe like a power supply or something like that, where I know I can get that price for something. I almost always do auction uh, and I will uh, 
I would I have it in a price range where I think it's gonna hit. Uh, I won't sell for I won't do the one penny start or one penny or one dollar okay. because yeah. I have actually lost on that before for something where I, I thought I probably could got ten dollars for it. Uh, and just it maybe was a bad time of day for it. Um, here's a little eBay tip for at least I've, I've said I believe I said it before. Uh, I won't do my auctions any on Monday through Friday. Oh, Monday through Thursday at all. Uh, Friday is payday. So I will try to do, you know, try to set at least for my time zone. Uh, maybe at the end of the day where someone gets home from work or they like they might have some extra pocket change where they're like, hey, I could buy this on eBay. I like to do Fridays or Sundays when my auction ends. Uh, and that's because I think most people are also out having a good time on Saturday. This is just in my head because I've I've won on eBay where I think I've gotten way below the auction price because I've but I, this thing was ending on a Saturday night where I think most people probably aren't paying attention because this is their one day they go out of the week, basically maybe they get dinner and they just forget about it or they're spending money elsewhere. Uh, but Friday they have money in their pocket and Sunday nights, most people are home at least. Uh, so I always like to have mine and on Friday nights or Sunday nights and they're almost always auctions. So um, I've only lost a couple times, but that's why I don't do the $1, whatever I will start. If it's something I think it's going to hit $20, I will start at 10. Um, Especially if it's like it's something that let's just say I bought a, a, a PS2 game that I spot probably about a $20 game. Um, 20, maybe whatever. I'll start at that $10 price, and more likely you'll see it climb, you know, throughout. Uh, you won't get any act- auctions. I also like to set it up for a week so you can get most people on it, you know, time to watch on it basically, as opposed to just doing a quick one day, you know, sale. Give as much time so most people can see it, uh, and then also start it not as so low price. Uh, but like somewhere in between, basically, like that. If it's like a twenty twenty five dollar game, start it at ten, and you want you'll watch it climb, basically. Um, and more likely you get that price. I think I've had most time with my fixed auction prices. They'll just sit and sit and sit and sit. Even if I market like if it's say let's just say it's a twenty dollar game, and I market at eighteen dollars, it'll sit and sit and sit and not sell. So, uh, but it, um, uh, just just my experience, basically. So okay, no, it's good. I, I I wonder if the difference between fixed price and auction also comes into or has something to do with us being in Canada. We have less eyes on it and shipping and shipping is more expensive. So I've always wondered if if it would be different if we were selling in the States. I yeah, I, think, I really think it is. Um, so so Ryan, do you find that you would make you make more money when you sell it as auction versus fixed price? I know like aside from actually selling it like you were saying. I've but. I've had I've had significant <clears throat> luck I guess maybe with with selling where I think you'll see people get in that bidding war and they will overspend and overspend basically where like the last like couple hours you'll see something just jump you know like where where like you're like okay I got I reached that twenty dollar quote and it keeps going because I think someone doesn't want to lose out on it um, I was it something being um, maybe a very desirable game I guess if you will like I said I don't. It's called. I will also try to maybe increase the free shipping. Um, the reason why is uh, for something light. I'm um, not doing something heavy free shipping, but let's just say something like a PS2 game again or a PS1 game. Um, these things aren't very heavy, so I can at least if I want, I could put it in either a a bubble wrap or two bubble wraps, and I feel mm-hmm. as if it will be well protected, or even a light box. Um, with eBay, there is. Uh, a discount with using UP or the United States Postal Service uh, yeah. with 
So even what's it called? Like if I take the hit, sometimes you'll make them pay and you'll still get what's called like you'll get because you're going to still have to pay to ship it uh, regardless that they pay because they pay for a total. Um, and it then comes out of your PayPal account. So you're paying still for it. Yeah. Um, the thing, uh, the shipping item. Uh, but if I do the free shipping, you will see also probably more action going on it. Um, but when something that light, it's only going to cost you at least from my experience uh, only a few dollars. And then you'll even get that that little cutback discount on it too. So uh, yeah. I'm willing to eat that one or two dollars if it gets me another ten dollars uh, oh, on my yeah. on my uh, on my auction. Yeah, so good. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much the same as Derek. Like I I've only ever sold uh, fixed price uh, buy it nows. Again, I think it's again we're just we're in Canada and our, ship, our shipping is expensive sucks. here too. So yeah, our shipping absolutely sucks. Like, if um, I put if I put a PS2 game in a in a envelope, a padded envelope, I can get that to to go for two dollars and three cents uh, as letter letter mail. If it's under 100 grams, which most games in the manual are not under 100 grams. If there's no manual, then it will be under. But otherwise, it'll bump it up to $3.33 to ship it. So here's another question for you guys. Um, so do you guys lie about your shipping weight? We can't. They weigh it right there. Yeah. yeah. Even if you prepack it and just have the mailman pick it up? I can't do that. I've never got a mailman pick. I guess you can maybe uh, uh, if you have a business or something like that. I think Josh yeah. was talking about that recently. <laughs> my my thing is because I don't have uh, a weight weighted scale, you know, that do you know the check to get an actual price. So what I do is I let's just say it's a PS2 game again. I sold as an example. Um, I will just quick Google search how much does a normal PS2 game weigh, and that's my that's my price basically. Um, I might actually add a what's it called an extra ounce just to calculate for the either box or padded envelope, you know, just uh, whatever, make sure it's kind of general, general area. Uh, but my other way of like coming with an estimated weight scale, you know, weight is I actually, um, uh, I'll give you an example. So I, I shipped something to Jared uh, in New Zealand, uh, uh, you know, uh, retro revolutions. Uh, I shipped them a package. I don't have a scale and it was a pretty heavy box. So the way I did it is I, uh, weighed myself. I have a weight scale where I can weigh yourself. Uh, yeah. So I see how much I weigh. Get off the scale. Put the box to my chest and get on the scale to get an estimated <laughs> price. And what's called that's a cheap kitchen scale at a thrift store. And then what's called just what's anyway. called you know cross off the weight basically. There's my price basically. It might not be accurate, but it's close to it. And then I I've never in my experience, knock on wood, uh, had uh, anything ever get back or extra charge to me basically for, for shipping something either over or under or actually never overweight. It's always been on. So <laughs> I've, I've uh, watched or I listened to a podcast called um, scavenger life where they've, they're eBay sellers and they've talked about having uh, a bill come in for something like that, where they've uh, they, they've had people, Right. Sorry, they have callers calling all the time, and they've had people who call in and say, "I got charged because I under I weighed it too little, too little, and it actually came in higher, so they had to pay out of pocket for the rest." But I, I don't think it's very common. Um, and it's probably because not, they're, they're high shippers too. They ship a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. And another thing I want to say, just based on what you were saying, was uh, in Canada here, if I put anything in a box. It becomes twelve dollars and sixty-five cents to ship it, no matter what yep. it is. If it goes in a box, that's the minimum. Yeah, yeah I for eBay, I, I I put everything. If I can, I'll just put in a bubble, a bubble mailer and hope 
that it goes under. Uh, anything like $20 and above, I put tracking on it just because for peace of yeah. mind, it doesn't cost that much more because it, it, I'm over the 100 grams anyway, so like whatever, it's not... I'm not going to get letter mail, so... With uh, with the pre-printed in the United States, just for anyone who's listening for selling on eBay, if you, yeah. you know calculate, if you do the pre-printed through eBay for the United States, mm-hmm. you automatically get your tracking number. Uh, it's included mm-hmm. with the thing. But I believe going to the Postal Service and then buying it there, they will charge you like the additional 40 or 60 cents for it or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we should be a good I don't think we have that option here. No. Uh, I don't I've think never we done a label through... Through PayPal, I think you can actually do that now with Canada Post. I had seen that they made some new partnership. Um, yep. I haven't checked it. I haven't tried it. I don't really that's, want to. That's I've the only it. way I do it. I only ship through PayPal. Um, okay. So, yeah, the same thing. Just you, you measure, you, may, you, you, <laughs> you measure, measure it. <laughs> you measure and weigh. You weigh, you measure it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> new terms. Yeah, I like uh, that. And then, and then send it off. Um yeah, I, I I put tracking on everything over tw- over twenty dollars, and I don't pay for shipping at all. Like I I always put that cost to the to the buyer. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm just I'm not willing to take that chance of of taking a hit. Um, I I made a few mistakes when I first started on eBay, and I took a big hit. And I also I also limit my my selling to like North America, so I don't ship overseas to Europe or or. I only list mine in Canada. Uh, I only if it goes for like two months and hasn't sold in Canada, I'll put it in the states too. I've only done that three times. I only do U.S. only, just because of shipping most of the time. Because I said like I'll do the free shipping because uh, and anything out of the United States is going to cost me. So, yeah. well, see, you can you can set your options. So like if you do, uh, if you sell for. Uh, Canada or, or the U.S. and you want to sell to the other, there is a second shipping option. So if you select the international shipping, then you can say, oh, I'll do free shipping in Canada or I'll do free shipping in the, in the U.S. Uh, but then if it goes international shipping, so going to the other side of the border, then you can actually charge a shipping cost. So it just winds your market that much more. Yeah. Uh, maybe not for the U.S. I mean, you, you, have, you have most of the market there, but at least for us here in Canada, I, I do ship to the U.S. just because it's, it's a bigger market. And I'll, I'll bump the shipping, my shipping price up a couple of bucks just to, you know, set the cost a little bit better on in Something my favor. And then you may not have known, Josh, and I just discovered now is, or just discovered this week when calculating my uh, spreadsheet of my PayPal costs. I was trying to figure out how PayPal does their calculation because it never worked out, never made sense before. It wasn't a percentage. Uh, I discovered through their website that it's actually a percentage, twenty nine percent. No, sorry. Yeah, twenty nine percent plus thirty cents flat. But what I what I recently discovered that's even more interesting is if you sell from Canada to the states, PayPal actually charges you thirty seven percent. Sorry, three point three point seven percent. My mistake. I was going to say that's pretty steep. Three point nine percent or three point seven percent if you sell to the U.S. Okay. through PayPal. They they take three point seven instead of two point nine just because you're selling to the U.S. So I think it's for the currency conversion, basically. Yeah. They don't say that, but I suspect that's their excuse. Yeah. I just recently discovered that anyway. I thought it would be interesting, especially for you having sold to the U.S. So yeah. that's another extra little hidden cost you have in selling to the U.S. Yeah, honestly, I, I take I, I take whatever I can get for it. The, the way I look at it is, how much would I get for it here? Uh, so like, if I'm going to get something for 20, for 20 bucks here, I'd get 20 bucks for it. I'll put it on eBay for 25 
right? And then hopefully that five bucks would that five bucks difference will be the shipping fees will be taken out of that and whatever they take anyway. It, even if I make a little under, so I was say I was selling at a convention, I would lose a little bit of money anyway because I'd be giving deals. Mm-hmm. So the the little bit I'm losing on fees, I'm I'm not concerned about that. So yeah. Most of the things that I price, I check what it's going for on eBay and go at the lowest or below the lowest price is what I usually do because I want it gone quick. Uh, there's times where I'll go a little higher because I see that theirs is in worse condition, like the next lowest cost is in worse condition or not complete or whatever else. So yeah. um, generally I try and price lower than the lowest, which uh, I've heard people say that that affects the the overall cost in the market because I'm bringing it down. That means the next person brings it down. The next person brings it down, but I'm yeah. just one person and I'm not selling the whole show of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if people really want to blame you for that, they can go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one cop and a copy of Raiden four sealed that I sold too cheap, whatever. Oh, how much did you sell it for? 70. I think it was. Okay. I, I have a sealed copy as well. I haven't sold it. But. Yeah, I remember we talked about that one a while ago. Uh, yeah, I actually had two sealed copies. Yeah, I, told, I sold two sealed copies on eBay. Uh, one of them I sold for six. Actually, both of them I sold for 60 bucks. One was to the States, one was to Canada. Okay. Yeah, that seems a little low. Yeah, and before that, I, I think the, the going rate was 75. Yeah, I think it's kind of So low. I sold two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had sold two. I actually yeah, I just bought a sealed a, with a rip in it, but it was still sealed. It's still sealed, yeah. I just bought an open copy of Raiden Four to keep for myself, so I, don't I saw have to that. I, I saw one. that ad, and I almost bought it too, but <laughs> he actually bumped his price up at one time too. Oh, he bumped it down when I when I jumped on it. So yeah, he had it for he had it for forty for both, and then he brought it down to thirty for both. Yeah, prior like to that, that, it was prior to that it was listed for thirty for both, then thirty five. Oh, I got it for thirty. So yeah, so <laughs> I was gonna offer him twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was happy. It. I just wanted Raiders fight it. Uh, yeah, I Raiders took a long time to find that. Sorry, we're way off on another tangent. But I took a long time to find Raiders fighters. <laughs> you can always cut this out if you don't want it in. That's fine. Uh, no, I never I never cut things out. Uh, why don't I have Raiders Raiden fighters aces in here? Damn it. There it is. Raiden fighter aces, sorry. I bought it at Good Time Games for $33.89. For credit, so not terrible. Not terrible. All right, we're way off on the topic. Um, yeah, so we, we can skip these next questions there. We're getting pretty long here already. We went pretty long considering we didn't have the viewer questions. I'm just gonna <laughs> questions over. Longer the better, man. I, I love long podcasts because I, I drive a truck. And so I just, yeah. like the longer the podcast, the better my day is. Honestly. I worry that some people don't love long podcasts and don't listen at, at one and a half times like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, when Retro Fandango comes out and they're like the three-hour podcast, I'm like, this is my day. Like that's yep. that's perfect. <laughs> half my day, half my day, and I'll have to go scrounging around for more podcasts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we're, we're already over two hours. Let's uh, trim it down and get get going now. Uh, so getting on, moving on. Uh, suggested content is our next section. Um, this is the area where we just recommend a podcast channel, YouTube, anything, anything you think other people should check out and why. Uh, we start off with Ryan. All right, I'm going to say two people here to check out. Uh, I'm going to give w- w- a club member some love. I think he's still f- somewhat fairly new. Uh, he goes uh, 
Josh Frantic Society. I want to give him some love. Uh, he's kind of got a YouTube channel where it's it's like a mix mash of everything. Where it's got he's got his own little podcast on there, and he's got like a little bit of thoughts and everything. And he seems like he's just trying to figure out his channel. And I, you know, I, I kind of like what he's got going on. And, and uh, hopefully he can, you know, I I I, I could see there. It's just I think he's just a matter of still trying to figure out what he wants to do on his channel and. I think the guys should get some more uh, more love basically coming his way. So uh, it goes by at Frantic Society on uh, Twitter. And his YouTube channel is just Frantic. He's only got 25 subscribers. So uh, just like to help him out a little bit more. Uh, and then there's a, a non-club member like the people, for people to check out. Uh, he's uh, I think his content is very, very well done. Uh, but he doesn't get many views every week. Um the club probably will like this guy because he's a big Nintendo fan. So anyone who's not a Nintendo fan might might not like this guy. Uh, but uh, I think what how I discovered him is he had a channel going for a while previously before this one, uh, where he did videos called the Definitive Fifty, um, and it really was a top. He started off with a top fifty Super Nintendo list, and then he did GameCube and then Nintendo sixty four, and that's how I stumbled upon him. Uh, I was watching like the final 10 go down because he was doing it one video a week where he was releasing uh, his thoughts, at least where he would think what this is like the best 50 games for this console. Uh, and I thought for the longest time that he stopped making videos. Um, but I see he discovered he I recently rediscovered that he has another channel just called uh, he goes by noobs, which is N.E.W.B.S. Um yeah, he's he's mostly just dis- discussion pieces kind of now or about video games. Uh, it, but I still think his content's uh, content's good. Uh, I really recommend people go check out his definitive three definitive fifty series. Well, uh, like the the Super Nintendo, the GameCube, and the sixty four. I thought they were really well done. Uh, made me a fan of his channel, uh, and I'm glad actually he's still doing content. So uh, those are the two people I I, re- I recommend for this for this episode. Cool. I wrote down the the noobs guy and Definitive Fifty. All right, uh, moving on to me. Okay, so I'd like to recommend Cooptimus, which is uh, co-optimus o t sorry o p t i m u s dot com. Uh, it's a kind of like a gaming news site, but they focus primarily on co-op games, couch co-op, online co-op, both everything. Um, they have a, a, a pretty big database of co-op games with details about whether it's online co-op or couch co-op. The database isn't complete, so there's a lot of games that aren't in there, which kind of sucks, but it's still the best list I've ever seen with uh, a lot of detail of which modes of co-op are supported, uh, which is hard to find a lot of games. Uh, so it's really good. They also have a YouTube channel. I think they also, yeah, they also have a podcast. Um it's it's a site I've been checking out here and there for years now, uh, and I think it's pretty good. Hmm. Right. Bookmark that, Josh. I, I love I love co-op games, so I'll have to check them out. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to actually give a huge shout out for uh, PPG Party Play Gaming. Um, I think they had a really great Barry Game Exchange video that got really overlooked, um, but uh, Fraser put a lot of, of work into that video, and I think. It deserves a lot more love, and the channel overall is great, and I think he, they, they definitely need to get some more subscribers over there. So, um, I think they rebranded, because they used to be Party Play Gaming, and now they're just PPG. They did. Uh, I'm not sure if they started a new channel or not, because yes, their subscriber count seems very low. Yep, he did. Okay, that, that would explain it then. Um, uh, he used to do a lot of uh, stuff where friends came over, and it was actually yep. 
party playing. Yeah. Um, whereas now I think it's it's less of people coming over and it's him, but his he still wants to be known as PPG because that's what they're you know yeah they're that's what they're known for there, right? yeah exactly but their their production and their graphics is crazy good his top, wife is top notch advertising and that shows yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah i think i think they deserve a lot more love so go check out ppg awesome i agree okay so next thing is cartridge called game of the month uh the game of the month uh, for october is super castlevania 4 and the portable game is resident evil revelations on 3s uh who's playing starting with me I am not playing evil either one. I am not a Castlevania person, and I am not a Resident Evil person. <laughs> That's where that ends for me. Are you at least a horror fan or a survival nope. game horror fan? Not at all. Too spooky? You don't like being spooked? I, I I hate horror movies because they always bother me. It's like, why would you do that? That kind of thing. Um, also, you know, gore for the sake of gore type things. But uh, in terms of games, I, I just, I, yeah, I don't enjoy being scared. And I don't enjoy being forced into that type of story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't enjoy being feeling like I walked here, and once I reached this point, this event was triggered. That, in any game, bothers me. Uh, I know most people aren't like that because they, they don't mind their game being like a movie, but I absolutely hate it. I, it just feels too forced to me. Uh, yeah. And then Castlevania. I, I I've never really played a Castlevania game, but um, I think I've tried a couple. But I, I I'm not good at platforming, and uh, it's just not my not my cup of tea. So so what boy, do you play then? Uh, I like <laughs> I like playing short games. I like playing puzzle games. I like playing multiplayer games. Uh, I like playing. I'm I'm dying to play some uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds right now. Uh, I have my cousin and my friends messaging me right now. <laughs> and uh, I also just recently bought uh, Just Cause 3 on PC as well. So that, that's what took up all my time last Thursday. No, the other day, actually. I was at home sick from work, and I played pretty much all day. That was my resting. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good rest. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so next is Josh. Are you playing in any of these games? Uh, I... I surprised by this question actually because the last time I looked at the outline it was talking about Mega Man 2 and now we're talking about Supercast. Yes, yes, I messed okay. up. I had September's games in there still. I, my answer all for Mega Man 2 and then yeah, you're right, it's actually Super Castlevania. So no, actually I'm not playing Super Castlevania. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, uh, I just, I did get the uh, Super Nintendo Classics so I'm planning to play on that probably. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I do like hard platformers. Um, I'm playing through Cuphead right now, which is ridiculous. Uh, so I, I'm up there with my my platformers. And so Castlevania, I'm not sure how it will fit. I've never played a Castlevania before, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, as far as Resident Evil Revelations, no, I'm not playing it. I don't even have that game. Um, but uh, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a huge Resident Evil Resident Evil fan, so I probably will skip on that one. Fair enough. I can't call you up for not for skipping either one. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan, uh, I am playing Super Castlevania Four at the moment, and I am planning on playing Resident Evil Revelations. I don't have it for the 3DS, but I have it for the Wii U. Uh, 
granted it's not portable, but it's the same game. It's prettier. <laughs> it's a prettier version. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> analog with it. Uh, and it's got tablets, so that's kind of portable. Uh, so I'll be playing it probably on my Wii U after I beat Super Castlevania 4, which isn't very long. Uh, I know there's 11 stages, and last night uh, I'm just doing passwords because uh, I'm playing on original hardware. Um, this is suppo- supposedly the easiest of all the rest uh, of all the Castlevanias. Um, because you can swing your whip in any direction. There's a longer whip. Um, it's just it's it, it seems generally easier too for me playing it. So the platforming's a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit tighter than normal too. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying playing it right now. Um, I've been playing a couple levels a night and then just saving where I go from there. Uh, I'm just kind of taking it in. I uh, level. I'll give an example. Level five was very short. Within first playthrough, it was three minutes long to beat that level. Um, but the next level was the longest level from what I've seen in the game. Uh, again, a little nerve wracking, burning up lives because uh, there's usually three stages per level, um, and that one uh, was fairly long. And I was lucky to find a one up uh, that was regenerate. So anytime you you died at the end of stage six. Basically, if you can make it right before the boss fight, you can get that one up back. So on my last life with little low health, I found a one up, which allowed me to go back through without having to go back through six, one, six, two. Uh, you just start at the beginning of six, three to, to get to the boss. So it made me very happy. Uh, and then I beat the stage seven after that. And I saved for the night. Cause like I said, I don't, it, it, like I said, it's, it's a more challenging platform. It's not the hardest game I've played, but I, I don't like, the old days of me playing for multiple hours a game are pretty yeah. much gone for right now. Or I like I like my one hour gaming playing a game. After that, I kind of after an hour I start to max out my um what willing to play basically a game. I can't do those all day binges anymore. Where after an hour I want to play maybe either something else or take a break to watch something. Maybe just uh um. On a, I guess just on a first playthrough of a game like this is I've I've played this before but I've never beaten it, so I will beat it more than likely. Um, but uh, for my first playthrough, I don't really ever speed run through games. I always kind of like try to learn the game completely. Uh, so uh, from my playing, from what I've played so far, I really like. I know I got a little bit left to go, and then I plan to tack tackle Resident Evil Revelations. I've always been a fan of the Resident Evil series. Uh, I've kind of I've fallen off though with Five and six, I did not like those at all. Um, but uh, I've heard great things about seven, and I've heard good things about Revelations too, where people said this is more. If you're a fan of the older games, this one's probably more your cup of tea. So, uh, ho- hopefully, people are right. I've been hope willing to, you know, I've been wanting to play this game for a while, so I'm been on my backlog for quite a while. Okay, cool, cool. Um, <clears throat> so plugs, uh, Ryan, it's Rocket Sauce on YouTube and it at it's Rocket Sauce on Twitter. Yep. And we got Josh. You are Creepleet on YouTube, and you are at Creepleet. That's one three three seven on Twitter, and you host the not so special podcast with its inaugural episode <laughs> note. Yeah, we'll just one. More. <laughs> it's 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 more of a uh, whenever I feel like it podcast. So that's fine. I kind of feel like I should do that sometimes. Uh, and then <laughs> me, Derek of Two Dorks. That's T W O Dorks on YouTube. 
Um, and we all basically met, uh, I think, through the Cartridge Club. I'm trying to remember if me and Josh met before the Cartridge Club or not. But I don't. I think I think we did. I think because I remember the first time we met, you came to my house to buy games. The DS I'm that not... I bought off you and everything. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. I, can't remember if I, I don't about you before that or not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Think, I kind of think I knew your YouTube channel, but I didn't know. Maybe we didn't yeah, go to the Cartridge so. Club. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. basically, the the club, the community that brought us all together, uh, it's a you know a game of the month club as we discussed earlier, um, and lots of awesome people. So join and uh, talk on the forums or Twitter with us. And well, that's that sums it up. Uh, thank you guys for being on. <laughs> thank you for being my guest. Uh, and thanks for having us. Out. Yeah, thanks for having us. Not Big fan no of the problem. show. Good, good. Well, <laughs> until next time. Cha-ching. <laughs>